Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What is going on, everybody? It is episode 286 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name's Brett. I'm here with my co-host for the day. Would you introduce yourself, please? Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com, and I am temporarily filling in for the day uh, while Mary's at March for Life. It's good to be here. And we have a guest host who's not at March for Life today. Would you introduce yourself, sir? Hi, I identify as Mary Morgan. Thank you. Perfect. If you say Perfect. otherwise, you're a bigot. Yeah, that's Kay. that's exactly right. Look just Thanks. like her. Look just like her. I thought so. Introduce yeah. yourself, sir. Uh, my name's John Delarose. Whoa, what the heck just happened? <laughs> Welcome to Pop Culture Crisis. <laughs> that's our money gun. That's the money gun. When There's people, a money, money gun. gun. So when people super chat into Pop Culture Crisis, they uh, activate our money guns, which blast money at you and that was hilarious you, you I, signed up for that for the whole day you that get money panicked me you. and ask the chat what happens when we reach a crisis party chat yes. what happens when we reach a crisis party I well I can't tell you but. We'll, we'll have to wait and see guys in fact chat if you want to help show him how we uh, what happens when you reach a crisis party you can go ahead and do that if you guys want to super chat in right now before we get started guys I want to ask you please could you like this video could you leave comments on this video subscribe to the channel growth has been tremendous lately we just passed 49,915 we're right on the way to 50,000 subscribers thank you so much everyone who's been a part of this journey leave comments on the video subscribe to the channel like I said uh, and help everyone help John figure out what a crisis party actually is and he gets a he gets a quiz today too because he's gonna have to guess where the sound effect comes from when he hears it and he looks scared now I'm very scared he's, he that, looks, he I, looks I had something like fire into my face yes. and uh, it was very scary yes yeah uh, did we tell people what your background is actually yeah. or oh shit, there's another one. yes there's more Am I allowed to swear? I'm sorry about that uh, keep, keep it to a okay. minimum if we can this is a family-friendly show most of the time oh shoot I mean. oh shoot Oh, uh, tell uh, tell everyone uh, who you are, what you do. When you're not Mary Morgan. Uh, sure. I write uh, books and comics, and I am known as the leading Hispanic voice in science fiction, number one best-selling author. I'm an award-winning comic creator, uh, and you can go to Amazon check out my stuff if you want to. I also write articles for Bounding Into Comics, so a lot of the stuff that you guys see on here and on other shows are actually written by me. It's kind of fun. That's Yeah, that's, uh, it's yeah. been a big thing for me. Like We're going to hopefully be having John, uh, John F. Trent here coming up soon uh, at the end of the month, I believe, or uh, next month. And he's like, like, Bounding Into Comics is like a huge part of our... Uh, 
article based. So like a lot of the information we come from comes from bounding into comics. Uh, and then we just got we got one. He's gonna get a he's gonna get a crisis party like right away. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I was just gonna show. Uh, we actually have a copy of your book, which yes. is called Justified, and it looks pretty cool. So maybe we can talk about that towards the end of the show. Cool. Uh, yeah, I want uh, before we get, before we go off the air today. I want you to kind of make the case for comics in the age in the, or comics or science fiction literature in the age of so much cinema and media being digital. I want you to be able to tell everyone why you think it's important that we're still introducing these mediums. Because if there's one industry that I find fascinating that's suffering right now, it's watching like Marvel comics not be able to capitalize on the success of Marvel Studios. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, really bizarre. But yeah, it's uh, comics is fun and we have a great movement, a couple great movements. We've got one called Comicsgate, so High Comicsgate. And uh, also the Iron Age, which is kind of starting uh, with a bunch of YouTubers and uh, and some creatives out there that are awesome so. i the uh, we were talking earlier off air i said like i don't really watch as much youtube as i used to just because of Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> isn't that amazing what, what were you saying uh, oh the best part is the bill stuck to his uh your like right to your hat my both my of dude. you really frightened me <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> With our demonic red and blue lights flashing. Right? Like, welcome. Um, Hail Mary full of grace. The Lord is with you. Yeah. She's at March for oh, Life. Oh, she's at March for Life. Yeah. Dang it. Now I have to like refill the, the no, it's all, so we're off to such a hectic start. I'm having, like, I'm having so much fun today. It's this quite a so crisis good. start. So uh, what I was saying is like, uh, that, that is a crisis party. Do you know that movie that you just heard? Uh, no. No? no? no. Not, die Hard. That was Die Hard? Die, yes. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, out of all the comic create, like, out of all of the YouTubers that I still watch, I still watch all of Zach's videos. Oh, from, I, I could pretend to be him, too. Yeah, I, like, <coughs> hey, everybody, it's your boy, Zach. That, there yeah. you go. That was, that was good. That was, that was a good impression. Coughcast. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's the one where, like, his experience is so uniquely, like, he comes up with these topics that are very relevant, and then he gives these kind of anecdotal life stories that I just, I love. I, you get to I learn about, his, like, what burritos he ate yes, that day. Yes, I yeah. love his, like, and, and he's, he's kind of, he, he got off Twitter. He does his own thing. He doesn't worry so much about the the industry, you know, what's going on with all of the, the drama. He just makes his comics. He talks about what's going on in the industry because he's got problems with, like, like the Vida Ayala's of the world and stuff like that because he critiques their work. But in general, his work is, like, that's a YouTuber that's lived through my transition onto the onto the platform of actually using it as opposed to just being a viewer he's like one of the few creators who i still listen to absolutely so, yeah so cool. uh we got a bunch of stuff to thank you thank you it's like oh my gosh it's off to such a start today uh we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today jk rowling uh there's an absolutely bonkers and i do mean bonkers article from the mary sue as if you could expect anything less coming from the mary sue right uh that's critiquing it's not even critiquing hogwarts legacy which is funny because that's where all of the the traffic is right now everyone's talking about hogwarts legacy but they're critiquing the sales of pottermore uh do you remember pottermore like oh, the online yeah. platform a classic like, like, the classic part of harry potter yeah, fandom like, like it's like they're they're critiquing that and they turn and they transition into like one of the most despicable articles i've read in a very long time so we're going to talk about that J.K. Rowling derangement syndrome is real. Believe me, it is a real thing. We're going to talk about the villain arc for G4 TV. It is complete. Frost is leaving the industry. Adam, uh, Adam Sessler. Uh, yes, right, right, yes. right. Yeah, like Sessler had a, a multi-day breakdown on Twitter that I we didn't cover it, but I thought that with Frost making this 
transition out of the industry, that it would be a good thing that we could at least cover it at the end because now they, both of these people that were so antagonistic towards everyone have created all these problems are now moving on to other things. Brian so, Sessler lives like 15 yeah. minutes from me just as an Does aside. It? Yeah, Doesn't? it's yeah. interesting. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, award shows being punished. Award shows are being punished due to the type of content they're making. It really is kind of like a weird form of censorship and also an actual loyalty oath that you have to pledge to the to the to the diversity, equity and inclusion gods that they did at Sundance Film Festival. We are also going to have Batman himself, Robert Pattinson tell us about insidious beauty standards for men in Hollywood. So if you guys are ready, we can just get started. Hannah Claire, are we ready? I'm ready. John. Let's get into the news. Well, uh, no, 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 no. Hannah Claire, before we get started, do you want to inform everyone an update on the Fast and the Furious movies? I will. So uh, I have been away for a little while. I have missed all of you. And uh, in my absence, I have caught up on my wager. So, John, uh, a couple months ago, we... I don't know how it started, but we started having these bets. So you have now experienced a crisis party. And we said, like after X amount of crisis parties, if we got them in one episode, we would do different things. So like Brett bleached his hair. It was blonde. It was blonde Uh, for several months. He looks gorgeous. (laughs) I'm going to tell you. Uh, And mine was, and it came from the chat, which is what I love about this show. After 25 crisis parties, like they got 25 in a row, I had to watch all of the Fast and the Furious (laughs) movies because I just get so frustrated with sequels. Like I feel like they just make sequels on sequels on sequels. And like, I do not understand the appeal of Fast and the Furious movies. Wait, what? Um, Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm, What's wrong with you? I was raised by the Amish, I guess. Were you homeschooled? No, I wasn't. But you told me I look homeschooled, which I think is actually a compliment. And then I got insulted and said, Brett, you don't look homeschooled. And I have no idea what that means. What does that mean? It's just chaos everywhere. It is. And the second crisis party. So, uh, because we had 25 of these, I am watching Fast and Furious, and I last <laughs> night watched uh, four and five back to back. Nice. And I'm Thoughts? just going to tell you, I, okay, so I'm sort of liking the idea that it was like three intro stories that yeah. they're sort of coming together, but like, I... I cannot say I am more into it. And every time I tell people I'm doing this, they'll be like, oh, what number are you on? And I'll tell them, I'll be like, oh, not the one you're watching next, but the one after that is the best one. And I think people are doing this so that I keep, keep watching. watching. <laughs> I don't like know if I believe in this, but the one after that is the best one. I love four and five. Okay. I love four and five. I'm going to say when Vin Diesel in four is like, only one person smel- sells nitro meth. Like, <laughs> what a fantastic product. Nitro meth. Is it a drug? Is it for cars? Like, we don't we know. We may never know. It's both evil and intense. And, like, that won me over. Um, I was really lost with the whole Letty. Like, what was Dying? happening with Did her. Did she die? Did she not die? Well, I think I must have missed a, like, two years later. Because I thought she was on the beach. And yeah. then there was... So I must have just blinked or something. Um, watching Fast and the Furious 4 made me wonder what they're gonna because like there's a 10th one that's not out. even out yet it comes out this year remember you gotta have finish to them all uh, she has to she has to watch all of them before the 10th one comes out otherwise i want to she... talk about the last one but i don't want to spoil it for her because such amazing things happen yes in that i last don't one. believe you <laughs> like, I so, don't believe so much amazing stuff happens in four well, or in nine are you kidding this, me every time i say this they'd be like but they go to space why? Oh, why she would, already knows. Why, why not? Why would this collection of ragtag car thieves <laughs> with hearts of gold go to space? It doesn't make sense. I will say, I would be curious. 
You just like, have to accept it's a world that's not the real world. It's like, a world where cars go to space. Okay, but the first <laughs> couple movies, they're sort of pretending like maybe it's real. The first movie is absolutely down to earth. And I real. will say this mm. one, like... Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up. Way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds, and stores for 15 years. You'll also also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Made not a ton of sense but it made slightly more sense than three like three made was weird and had like weird references to incest like i just didn't get it but for (laughs) fast and furious 10 do you think they're gonna have teslas in it my theory is that they're going to have a DeLorean. They're going to go back in time oh, and race start dinosaurs. Yes. Uh, no, the, oh, di- race no, dinosaurs. They need, no, they need to cross over with Transformers. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Duh. Yeah. Like, you just, like, and then, like, just one day Vin Diesel's riding, like, uh, it just turns into Optimus Prime. Like, why is he driving a semi? Yeah. And then it just becomes Optimus Prime. And then just me? have Michael Bay direct it. Yeah. An interesting oh my God. Time. Let's go. See? I'm also the resident Michael Bay stan here. Nice. I love all the bad movies. Because is any office complete without a resident Michael Bay stan? <laughs> of course <laughs> not. Standard. Of course not. You got not. your water cooler, your yeah. break room, your Michael Bay. No. Uh, my only other notes in my phone for Fast and Furious 4, because I do take notes to come, come prepared, are uh, Dom Moral Code. Yep. And I think that's where he's like, I'm doing this because I'm revenging my high school sweetheart or whatever. And I find that romantic. There you go. Uh, Fast and Furious 4 was like much more of a romance movie. And shorter, which is a, yeah. a, a good thing. Like well, one of the things, a movie gets a lot of benefit for me if it, if it runs on the short side. Yeah. Me too. Like the, the, the actual, the biggest compliment I can give Avatar 2 is that I enjoyed it despite the fact that it's like nine zillion hours long. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I think that's what happened. So like I, my, sorry, my last note is kitchen cabinet color good. So I don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about. But apparently I like some interior design choice. Perfect. That's um, good. But like, I think because it was like, what? Like an hour and 40 minutes it's about perfect. maybe. Right? Yeah. I was like, that wasn't too bad. No. I'll watch another one. But the next one is like two hours and 10 minutes. And it was just a long time. And, the, and, the, and mm-hmm. then the run times start to creep up mm-hmm. and everything. By okay. the way, I'm finishing this poll early. There was no way, reason to run this one to the end of the day. I, the poll today, Hannah Claire, was did Hannah Claire watch a Fast and the Furious movie? And unfortunately... 67% of the votes didn't have any faith in you today. That's okay. They said no. To be fair, I had let them down for a while, <laughs> but I'm back and I didn't just watch a Fast and the Furious movie. I watched two. So yeah, like in a, in a way you've made up for lost time. Let's hope you so. You've made up for lost time. Also, like just remember this is like a punishment for me because if I yeah. it, there becomes a 10th one for me to watch if I don't get through this fast enough. Yep. Also, let's remember that like I mean you're going to the theater to watch it though day no, one. No, actually right? that's oh kind of God. that's kind of crazy. Like that's like I I always brag about being not a completionist. I can watch half of something and just give up halfway through. I can't do it. It kills me. Uh, like, okay. It's kind of impressive to think that Hannah Claire could watch nine just so she doesn't have to watch the 10th. I want to be someone of my word. It's just that I don't watch a lot of movies. Okay. Really quick. Just so we can move on with our lives. My notes for Fast and the Furious 5. 
I have the line, are we the baddies destroying lots of things? So I think that's like when they're blowing up the train in that one. Like, seems like they're they're not being the charming, <laughs> conniving, we're doing this for the good yeah. kind of people. I have steal car from a boat. I think that means that I predict one day they will steal cars from a boat. It was really late when I was doing this. <laughs> um, okay, I said it must be annoying to run to be on the run with your sister and her former former federal agent boyfriend. Like that must be inconvenient for Dom. Not only did he lose the love of his life, but then his like sister, unmarried sister yeah. is now pregnant with this guy who like in some ways betrayed you, but I guess has redeemed himself. Like yeah, they're family, but they Dom. all have to hang out like crazy. Um, then it says the rock. He says the stay. Oh, okay. So there's a moment where they introduce the rock, and he's like talking to the guy. It's his best role. Uh, that's his best role. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a ton of stuff, but that one is solid. Like it's like it's it's the most believable. Like I didn't really like I liked Black Adam, but it's like you don't really use the rock's unique charisma as Black Adam because he's kind of plays a more stoic character in that. He's very uh, emotionally unavailable. Yeah, <laughs> per se. Well, but, I, there's this moment where he's like talking to the police and he's like, <coughs> stay the F out of my he's way. He's got like the weird, it's <laughs> like a weird southern accent that he's doing. Yeah, and all I wrote was men love drama and you can't tell me otherwise. Like, this is it. What we were talking about I earlier. love drama. I think it's funny. I think it's fun and I, I want to cover all the drama today, guys. I was talking so about it earlier. I'm like, when did men get so interested in drama? They love drama. It just looks different. Like, people think drama is women, like, snarling at each other and like the real housewives shaking their wine no, that's glasses. that's just boring. That's not drama. Like drama is this like intense, I'm a macho man, power struggle. Like that is drama. Men love drama. Um, I also have the note, Ludacris is here without his fro. Yeah, and, well, that's the biggest loss is he doesn't have the fro. Right. It also seems like they were like, we want Ludacris in this movie, but we don't remember what his character did before. Like before his character like waved the flags and collected the He was a mechanic. He, he, he ran a mechanic show. Okay, and now he's like, I had a life before you. Computer. Yeah, like anytime somebody doesn't have a personality, they turn them into the computer nerd that nobody, that they never showed any inclination of ever being beforehand. Yeah. Also, like the other thing about the, my favorite part of the when they did the honest trailer for the for fast and furious four or, or five and they're like the rocks here and he's jacked up on baby oil and because he's like <laughs> he's just like weirdly wet very, the whole time yes damp yes quite damp <laughs> and like they, they did this thing where they show him walking and they insert all these squishing sound effects <laughs> it's, it's incredible oh that's horrible um my only last note for this is how does one send out invites to these kinds of meetings and it's the scene where they all like they assemble the team. They show up at this warehouse in Rio. It's kind or of like when it's kind of like when network TV shows talk about the dark web, and it's like they do it like it's a boogeyman. Like they actually think it's a, a, like an internet you can only access in a dark room. They're it like, is Ooh, the dark web. I'm yeah. on it. Yeah. I just like I just don't understand. It's like 3 p.m. Be at this empty warehouse. Dress code casual. Clear schedules for the rest of the year because we're doing a bank heist. Like. I, and then they all got to walk together with like the like, music, you know? Yeah, and they're like, you brought us here. And it's like, I brought you in Thank from you. all over the world on, uh, what, 12 hours notice? Like, yeah. I just don't understand, but... Family. Family, guys. This is, okay, Family. this is my overall review of 4 and 5, Fast and Furious. Like, my theory that the plot is not super strong remains. Like, I, I think this is definitely about she special effects. She thinks plot effects. matters. I think plot <laughs> matters. I think developing characters matters. But who am I? I'm old-fashioned, raised by the Amish. Um, I thought Hollywood was just about, like, watching pretty people. Well, look, that's it. It like, is, according like, to Fast and the Furious. If Hollywood... Oh, no. Wait, wait, wait. Gal Gadot is in this? Yes. I had no yeah. idea. Uh, it's Gadot. Gadot. It's a no for me. Gadot. But... Um, yeah, she, I mean, that was one of her bigger roles early on. And Gina Carano. 
And Gina Carano. Yo, you haven't gotten to Gina Carano yet. Don't spoil anything you're, for me. You'll get to Gina Carano. Uh, we love we love Gina Carano here at Pop Culture Crisis. All Anyways. right, so now now that we have the review, are you ready to start? 1,200 hours to go, people. <laughs> All right, guys, we're getting started. So, <coughs> excuse me. There is this absolutely disturbing article from this absolute uh, dork, Jack Doyle, over at the Mary Sue. Oh, fighting words uh, from Brett yes. today. J.K. Rowling's Pottermore profits are plummeting post-pandemic. The, the funny part is, if you actually read the article beyond the first paragraph, the profits don't plummet. They just go back to normal, <laughs> meaning that the profits were just, they spiked really high. But a headline like profits stabilize yeah. really just doesn't do it Doesn't for quite hit right. So uh, he, she, it starts off right up the bat. It says, just like with Kanye West's mental illness and the death of Queen Elizabeth II. Wow, I don't, references. I don't <laughs> think misfortune happening to other people, even celebrities, is something to be celebrated. What a terrible Th- start to an article. Think, hold on, hold think on. what you <laughs> about jk rowling We're already done think what you will about jk rowling but she worked hard for her money and it's unfortunate that the financial legacy she intends to pass on to her children is in jeopardy psych he actually writes psych in the article because he's a freaking dweeb like th- this is an article where it literally clip brett, cu- brett calling this guy a dweeb and sent it to him like yeah okay so so he goes on and he talks about how the profits exploded for for pottermore during the pandemic obviously everyone was stuck at home that makes perfect sense uh and then yeah he gets also into, didn't minecraft get really big like, yeah like a, a bunch games. of stuff you know well in stream we had the streaming bubble come you know come forward because of the pandemic we're all sitting at home bored yeah everyone's stuck inside Uh, and then he goes on further and starts uh, disrespecting J.K. Rowling disrespecting the legacy of the book which I'm sure actually hurt him because he's probably loved I see the phrase is a total transphobe yes uh, also they, they never actually put the evidence of her transphobia because there isn't any she's just kind of like vaguely for you know women's rights and believes that trans women are not women they're just you know you should be classified as separate because you are so, you know it's not the same thing and we we should be shooting for more clarity and not less in our society but that's bigoted that's opinions. very bigoted these days but it's it's at the bottom where this gets particularly uh disgusting so i wanted to blow up his opening though like uh, i can't believe that a website would publish this, this oh yeah a- <laughs> well it has the word psych psych like, yeah, like right? how, how old are you like i, I guess i'm maybe maybe i'm more immature because i'm calling him a dweeb but I, like i gotta think that the mary sue doesn't actually pay people and it's just like a blog that somebody just posts whatever they want so, yeah. yeah yeah so 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 he goes through this he go he trashes the work that's fine you don't like the work but you, i mean you've shown your your overt bias right off the bat but it's this last paragraph that i found particularly insane so i i found this uh geeky sparkles from clownfish tv had posted this last night it says uh so this is a, a caption from it i have it pulled up k rowling because This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The, no copy editor over oh, there. Oh, wow. Because Jay's yeah. at the beginning of, at, yeah. at the, or at the end of the last paragraph. Yeah. Wow, K- they really didn't even edit oh. this. K- this Rowling raising my anxiety. Isn't it awful? K. Rowling made off with, uh, with billions of dollars. While we can't control her financial legacy, we can control her artistic legacy. We can Ooh, choose that's to... That's such a crazy sentence. We can... Well, it gets worse. We can choose to rag on these books until the end of time, and at least that will stick to Rowling's great-great-grandchildren so that they weren't... Uh, so what if they weren't responsible for 
for their mother, their grandmother's problematic views. They're rich kids. They could use a little love tap from karma here and there. Holy Maybe a crap. big love tap. Huge. Knocks some These teeth out. These great, great, great grandchildren that don't exist yet are already too privileged for... That's like, wild. I don't know anything about them. This is crazy. So this dude's a scumbag. This um, is a knocks some teeth out, he says. Yeah, like, 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 dude, like... I can't imagine disliking anyone this much that you actually write something like this about their progeny. I mean, like, <laughs> let's just put it on the table. J.K. Rowling does not think about this guy. No, this yeah. guy thinks about J.K. Rowling <laughs> every day. Oh, is, I, 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 need, I need to talk to you. There, there is such a thing that's, that I believe that is growing to be true, and that's Trump derangement syndrome is one thing. I believe there's Elon Musk derangement syndrome, and I think there's absolutely J.K. Rowling derangement This guy's insane. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm scrolling up here. It says, I wonder if Kanye West reads these books as a child because they're probably where he gets a lot of his anti-Semitic views. What? Uh, what? Because, the grammar, the, the thought, like it's all off. Likely because <laughs> uh, a lot of people think that they were anti-Semitic because the the goblins are like they think that it's an anti-Semitic trope because they like run the, the bank. Oh, is this the orcs are black yeah, people be, argument? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, oh gosh, the orcs are black. Please explain. Oh, you never heard that? No. Oh my gosh. So there's this group that's trying to cancel Lord of the Rings like over and over and over again, and they're within science fiction publishing, which which is what I do. And uh, they they go to these conventions and give these talks on how like Lord of the Rings is truly racist, how orcs are representations of black people and all that. It's and all like, projection. Also, I, like that feels like you looked into it and saw not me. Like no, but fair. like this, <laughs> that they looked into it and saw and what they, they wanted. Saw to see. something terrible. Which really speaks more about them, yes. right? You know, oh, it's totally does. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. Very weird. So, it, like, and, and all of this is bubbling up because of everything going on with uh, Hogwarts Legacy and everything going on there. That's absolutely bonkers. It's selling out everywhere. It's the number one seller on Steam and PlayStation. It was the number two seller on Xbox. All because she made a couple of tweets like five years ago and opened a woman's shelter. And to be fair, <laughs> she just hasn't backed down from them, right? Yeah. So she got the woman's shelter mm-hmm. and then like that gender bill in Scotland just got defeated. Like her position was not to grovel and prostrate on this front. Like she kind of held firm to what she said and that is even more irritating. To me, this writer is like trying to like score points on like a already beaten horse right like he's like i know what will make people sound good if i come out really strongly well, against a dude writing at the mary sue so, so. <laughs> that's yeah that is, that is your first uh, <laughs> uh, and, and it kind of goes to what you were talking earlier about the the hockey player the russian hockey player who uh his have you seen that his jerseys are now selling out Oh yeah, that's yeah. amazing. The, what's his name? Ivan Provorov. Yeah, like he 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 refused to wear a pride jersey during warmups. During warm-ups he not still even played the in game. the game. Everyone wore their regulation jerseys. Yeah, and the coach was like, "I was never going to bench him. It's his religious beliefs. No problem." Yep. But and now he's like a symbol for like. Yeah. I don't know what. And and then, and then there was like a commentator for like one of these news outlets that was like he should be sent home to Russia to fight in the war. Oh, it's okay, crazy. But he's lived in North America yeah. since he was 13 because he was training to do yeah, like I'm sure, and yeah, stuff. Was, like, okay, we can send him home to Russia, but he has been legally living and working here for a long time. Like at this point, he's probably qualified to be a naturalized citizen. Yeah. Uh, they're saying it's a, amazing how it like it's progressed from like tolerance to like you better mandatorily well, dude, wear the pride flag or else we're going to send you to Russia. I right? Mean, I mean, the that's cake crazy. Was like five years ago now. Longer? <laughs> how long ago was bake the cake? I don't Seven know what years. That is, so the, I can't the, say. the the Colorado bakery. Oh yeah, that was a while ago. I, yeah, I call that bake the cake. Uh, <laughs> it has its own name. Not up on my lingo, yeah. but yeah, that was the only time ago. And also, like, he has been back in court because someone, like, the day after the verdict came out, tried to be like, "He's refusing to make a cake for me. This is a bigot." Like, yeah. it just never ends. I mean, what gets me about this guy is like, 
we're going to stick it to her great 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 grandchildren like yeah. first off hopefully you have children who are around to carry out this will that you have like set forth for them i don't even know if she wow. has like, kids does she have kids she has kids, she has, she, kids. Has, okay. she has at least a daughter so she's got potentially grandkids down the line that will now be made fun of because this dweeb at the mary sue says that you should not be nice to her kids because she had some views you don't like. We have lost the plot as a society. It's so weird. It's also like, I guess it's just weird to me that you would care that much about someone's action, like a belief that doesn't necessarily like, like affect you directly, right? Like this person's likely an ally. Uh, they're an ally and they're writing articles for the Mary Sue. And it's just like, there's so much snark in all of it. And it kind of goes back to what I've been saying about that. It's like, I, I'm just really over the snark. Uh, from these people the mean heart like the the mean spirited snark like mm -hmm. even when we talk about most of the celebrity things that we talk about here it's from a place of like uh, like mary will Brit like when we talked about the aaron taylor johnson thing recently about him and his wife i'm like I, yeah i don't know I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's, it's your business. It's not my business. But then you see these people that are just awful to somebody else. And that's fine. You want to be awful to her, fine. But actually saying that you should be awful to people that have nothing to do with it. Who don't even exist yet, yet for, yeah. like, what, at All least right. 50 years. Like, <laughs> this is kind of a crazy thing. Like I said, like, he is, like, I, hopefully, I guess, ch charging his own children with a legacy to, like, hate her children who will probably this guy's never... not gonna have children. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Maybe okay. so. <laughs> I mean, I hope everyone who wants to have children can maybe, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I just think this level of vitriol is kind of insane. And I divert back to like, do you think JK Rowling's gonna even read this? Do you think she cares what this no. guy thinks? Like, no. <laughs> And it's, it's, I also like when I read the article, what I got was somebody who loved, like, here's where I could actually understand a little bit. It's completely possible that this is bravado from someone who loved the work growing up mm -hmm. and now they've been indoctrinated with very very with views they've that are so they, they've come to hate and, and in a lot of ways I have a lot of sympathy for that right like you had something that meant a lot to you you've joined an ideology that's full of hatred and discontent and it's caused you to turn on something that the work itself hasn't changed the work itself, the books are the same now as they were in 1997. Mm -hmm. What's changed is you've developed a more radicalized and over-the-top view of the world right. that's harder to sort of it's harder to reconcile with everyday things like a like a book like a famous book series so an idea like the like characters in this book being bad or ideas in this book being bad like like her take on slavery like they, they talk about that in here like 10 years ago, maybe he disagreed. Maybe he thought it was poorly written or maybe he didn't like that aspect of it, but it didn't ruin his day. Mm -mm. Now, because she tweeted some stuff, it ruins her day. It ruins his day. And yeah. what's interesting is, is like it, they, they come at us all day long saying you're bigots for your views on like whatever this new movie is. And we're just like, hey, the work actually did change. It's not what I loved growing up. Yeah. It's not interesting. It's not good. It's poorly written. And uh, and they can't even have those discussions just because it's just it's just completely about like the identity every single time. And that's I mean, that's the saddest part, too, because I, I watch so much old stuff when it didn't matter. And you see so many actors and so much stuff where they're thriving because it didn't matter. Great actors were great actors no matter who they were, because no matter what they look like, because they were the best for the job. And you don't see as much of that anymore because people are being casted based on their immutable characteristics rather than based on actual talent. Like we were talking about this earlier. Uh, I was talking about there's a reason like the people who lose out the most now. There was an article a couple of days ago 
where they talked about Kamil Nanjiani wanting to play bad guys and like they're not letting him because he's he's uh, Indian, right? He's uh, I, I mean he was born in Karachi, Pakistan, mm-hmm. and was raised here uh, from from like from his teen years or something like that. Um, he has like he had an X, he had an X Files podcast that I absolutely loved, like reviewing. The oh really? X-Files. Cool. Yeah. But like like he's very far left, and that's look that's fine. But he's like I want to play bad guys. I'm like you did this to yourself. Your ideology did this to yourself. They're now the it, now it's coming back to bite you. And here's the thing: the good actors, it's never going to affect them. Mm-hmm. D- Denzel Washington will always get to play a bad guy if Denzel Washington wants to play a bad guy. Morgan Freeman will get to play whatever character he wants because he's Morgan Freeman. It's the younger actors who it's are like still developing, class, who yeah. are still developing their their role in the industry that are going to suffer with only getting to play watered down characters that are less noticeable because they don't get all of the you know the um, and circumstance that the the bad guy gets. That's why everyone loves playing bad guys because the bad guy's cooler than the good guy. When you look at it like in a, in a movie that every character has to like represent their race or gender yeah. or whatever. Or yeah, it's like just it like, means more than just being painful. a movie character. Yeah. Like, like, like you, you write, like do any of those characters extrapolate to mean more than just a character in a book? Um... No, I you know I put in my friends, yeah. and I try to put into my friends' personality. So it actually represents a person, but that's about it. Yeah. yeah. And l- look. I can't, like, I will admit that there's a little bit of critique for myself here. Choosing to cover it does, in a way, make this part. Hey, guys. Thank you. I... It just sounds like it's angry at it's first. It's so mad, and I love it. Look, look. Should I tell the chat that I haven't seen Die Hard, so oh, I don't get this? They're like, Wait, you haven't seen Die Hard no, either? I haven't seen Die Hard. Oh, my God. We used to be Who are you? Yeah. I don't know. Look, still searching for my identity. I haven't seen enough I, movies. I will critique myself in saying that by choosing to cover this makes me at least a little bit in the same vein. Like I'm choosing to at least draw attention to it so I can't deny that fact. I don't know if that's hypocrisy, but I think his behavior, I'm calling out his behavior of, of talking about somebody else's kids well, okay. and grandkids. I'm what? laughing at his bad writing. Psych. Yeah. Psych. Yeah. No, I, I think part of covering it is like, talking about the fact that this is a legitimate reaction that someone is having to the fact that an established venture from the Harry Potter franchise, which is incredibly successful, is making money or making less, like whatever his complaint is. And really he just has some sort of personal vendetta against Jake Rowling. Like, I think so often you hear the lines that are like, conservatives have meltdown, conservatives freak out or like whatever. And I hate to just make it all about politics, but like, this is a meltdown. This is a crazy yes. thing to write and to then someone else read it and publish it, I assume. Yeah. Like these right. were people who were like, that sounds good, good point. I love the way you put psych in there. Like <laughs> it it is a weird world that is existing, but also someone's gonna read this and be like, excellent points. That's true. I never thought of it that way. Like the thing is that it's not I mean, it's just regurgitating the same points I've been seeing on Twitter from like Brianna Wu and like other people. Just over and over yeah. and over again, saying the same thing. It's a mob. You're actually she's covering. Still doing that for, this is a representation of like a mob that's out there. It's not just one person. And she's still doing that for Hogwarts Legacy, anyways. Like right now, because they don't want people streaming the game. Like they're they're trying to shame game streamers to to prevent them from playing Hogwarts Legacy. Because if you play Hogwarts Legacy, you're a bigot. I haven't played a video game yeah. in like ten years. Yeah. I don't like Harry Potter, and I'm like considering getting this game. Just yeah, to stream like, it. like half of my feed <laughs> right now. It's like people now, who had never been to Chick Fil A, who right. all that stuff, and we're like, we're going. Going to Chick-fil-A, exactly. the car. Half my feed right now is like like people saying like, oh, I'm a bigot. I'll take two. And I, I will push back on that. Do not 
buy something just because especially this this isn't it's like some, reverse psychology this, this is it not is. this is not some independent creator who's making something despite i don't even like the idea of like subscribing to something out of spite but like don't put money in jk rowling's pocket just because a bunch of weirdos at the mary sue don't like her buy it because you actually want to play the game right yeah. like I, I don't like that idea either. I think both sides go over the top on that stuff. If you like, want to not... spite the guy who wrote this article, make sure to hit the like and subscribe button, everybody. On this channel, uh, <laughs> hit like and subscribe. Uh, yeah, send Here's us some money for like, that promo. Super chat <laughs> us because you don't like this guy. Like, no, like, like you want you You're have to mad actually... that I haven't watched the Fast and the Furious <laughs> movies. Go ahead, like, subscribe, share. Exactly. Like, look, look I, I think everyone's got to be aware of this stuff because I think everyone falls into this same. At a, at a certain point, you're you're consuming a product mm -hmm. and you shouldn't just support a product because somebody else doesn't like it. It has to be because it's actually something you want or it's coming from someone with values that you, uh, you, support. you support. And that's the funny thing you mentioned earlier. You said, what's worse, J.K. Rowling being a feminist or J.K. Rowling being transphobic? Like, don't support this because you like like that was like a joke we were saying it earlier, is right? at like, the end of the day though like i mean jk rowling is an obnoxious leftist she's just not yeah, on this one issue exactly like so. don't like like the, like if you're gonna support anything support the like you, the ch like her her charity her, yeah i was gonna say do you guys remember the day the when we home. boycotted harry potter because it's full of witchcraft and that's anti-christian those are the good old like, days right tbd <laughs> like, i, I, I want to burn books again you know i mean i'm just like i'm itching to do it i, I say all the time like i miss the, the moralist christian left i can laugh at those guys too I love laughing at it's those like, guys, too. It's like the evangelical Christians and the feminists right now who are like, wait a minute. Yeah. Are we on the same side? Are we all the baddies? We're all the baddies. <laughs> so, guys, just just keep an eye out for stuff like this because you don't whatever it is, you don't want to end up on either end of this. You don't want to be overtly supportive of something, even if the person doesn't like doesn't actually make a product you want just to spite someone else. And you don't want to be irrationally hateful of something just because a person has one view you don't like. It's uh, it's it's a shame too. It's like if she just th that guy's probably like, man, we could be best friends if it wasn't this for this one thing that you had, this one mm -hmm. belief that you have that I vehemently disagree with. I don't think I have any friends that have a single view that would be enough to like make me like, oh, you believe this one thing? I guess we can't be friends anymore. But I feel like you have experienced like other people being like, wait, you feel this way about this issue? I can't be friends with you. Like you feel That's that That's happened to me, yeah. But like the reverse is not true. Like I think that there are certain aspects of ideology in today's culture that people are much more like, yeah, you don't have to agree with me on everything, but like I'm not gonna lie to you about how I feel. Whereas there are other people who are like, if you hold this belief, no matter how many redeeming qualities you have, it's enough to be damnable. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's go to super chats. Uh, KB2X says kudos to Hannah Claire on her J6 reporting. Bravo! Thank you so much. And your work with uh, Elijah Shaper. Your yeah, your, your I got Elijah to talk Shaper. to Elijah Shaper about the J6 trial going on. Um, you guys should check out Tim Cast News. I'll plug that right after now. this episode. Yeah, later. Not right now. <laughs> the week this weekend when there's other stuff going on. Uh, Derail Gaming says hail the president. Of the Manosphere JDA. <laughs> oh, that's me. That's There's you. An, Please there, explain. Oh, I, it's a lot of lore. Um, well. So... Uh, okay. I guess I guess the long story short is uh, th there's a kind of online movement, the Manosphere, which is kind of a pushback against like uh, e thoughtery. Can or, I uh, can I be can I be frank? Yeah. I love jo Don uh, Donovan Sharp back in the day. Uh, back in the day, it, it started it started kind of all right, but now it's become like a 
we're going to be alpha guys and just use women and all that. It's like the reverse well, look, of OnlyFans. Like he's got like a girlfriend and, that like does stuff with him, but like all yeah. that stuff. I don't watch any of that stuff and take it seriously. You understand the, Tate those, to the world, right? Those people are selling you a product every yeah. bit as much as uh, as a feminist is selling you a product. So I've been making fun of them on that end just because yeah. I, I think it's cringy. And um, what I what I think is like true masculinity is actually like being actually pretty respectful to women and yeah. actually trying to like act like christ in in a way so a lot of those channels uh i got a kick out of back in the day like, yeah those were like like you, you could watch a couple of videos and like just you could like even if you weren't affected by it you could hear you could understand how people would be susceptible to that type of yeah it feels like a super overcorrection for yeah. like other yeah. ones you know what i mean like too too far come back too far back to exactly. the misunderstood back to the kitchen with you then, claire <laughs> Write your articles from the kitchen. I used to do that when I first started working here. Watch Die Hard on your laptop in the kitchen, please. Okay. Um, I don't have any streaming services, so that will be challenging for me. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Potatoes for Seamus says, well, hello, Heidi Ben and guests. Glad to see y'all. Heidi Ben. Heidi Ben. Who's Heidi? I guess you're Heidi Ben. Okay. Or uh, or, or is is Hannah Claire short for Heidi? Or is, is Heidi short for Hannah Claire? I think it's like a play on the double name thing because Luke can never understand what my name is. But can he not, or is he just being mean? I don't know. I assume he just like a lot of people struggle with the double name thing. But I th- oh, feel as though like, I do get to correct them. Well, Brian warned me. He's like, "Don't call her Hannah." Okay, I feel like I try really hard to be polite about it. But like, yeah. it would be like if I told you my name was Jennifer and you decided to call me Jenny. Like, it's just like I'd totally don't do, do that, that though. Yeah, but like, I would be like, that's kind of. Like not great. That's not what my name is. Like you know what I mean. Look, I like I, there are times like when I'm saying your name in a faster sentence where it feels like it's natural to say Hannah, and I have to correct and say Hannah Claire. Yeah. I was like, all right, go ahead, Hannah Claire. Instead of saying, go ahead, Hannah. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. It's just the name I got. Um, okay, Saint Miles says we need a crisis party. And yes, been and very we have. Generous. We've had a couple now. Um, then as Ari Stray, I can't say this. Zero zero says this happens. Ah, yes, that was a hundred dollar super chat, and he was the one who made that first crisis party happen. Yeah. Scared the crap out of John. It scared me. It's uh, it's a good thing. It's a, it's fun. It's funny too, because uh, I just assumed you knew what it was because you've like I've seen you in the chat before, like you've you've checked out the stream, but you've never been there. When when you're this. sitting and watching the stream, you don't have the same effect as when yeah. something's like going on around you. Yeah. Like it sounds like a bomb's going off. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to like we we try to talk through it, which I think is kind of funny. Like we're just like oh no no no, no problem. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you, you, you get jaded after a while. It's like there's just like sirens and alarms and bombs going off. You're like, and that's why this happened during this episode of this show. And you're just, you, you're just you, like, you become dead inside a little bit. <laughs> well, and also, like, when you're animated enough, you like feel like it's righteous support for like whatever you're talking about, or at least I do. Um, let's see. Uh, Chef, the myth, Clef, the misfit says, how dare those baby savers steal my waifu for the day? <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, the the baby savers have indeed taken Mary for the day. She's off. I mean, I know this show is important, but apparently she finds saving the lives of unborn children to be more important. You've got me instead. It's better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. Halls and the kids says Mary Brettmas. Yes, you get your own holiday. Yes, that's my holiday. Well, uh, wouldn't wouldn't your everyone's birthday be like Mary that whatever their name is day like uh, so. That'd be hard. Yours would be Mary John Miss, and that I guess, doesn't sound very. I good. guess yours would be Mary Hannah Claire Miss, and I don't. That's even why know. I don't like, get yeah, one. That's why you don't get much. one. It is crazy to me how like irritating my name name is to people. Uh, Brett, can you scroll down on your monitor yes. for me? Caper Two X says, "I read uh, Band of Books, John, and made uh, and make mine Marvel." It says, "I I read uh, Bane uh, B A E N." 
Ed Books. Oh, Bain Books. Yeah. yeah, they're a good book publisher. Yeah, yeah they're 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 mostly on our team. They're mostly on. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, they're. I mean, they're just trying to be a publisher. They're not like actively involved in the culture war, but a lot of the writers are uh, are very solid people. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, Shimmy Shelley in the chat says, "Wait, it's Brett's birthday." No, it is not my birthday today. My birthday do you, do, is in do you July. Admit it. It's your birthday. It's not my birthday. Is it actually in July? July. Okay. Yeah. Um, X says, "Mary Brett, miss to you and to your many many kids." Brett doesn't have any kids. Far is there a space in your name between Dell and Arose? There is, yeah. Okay, okay. Somebody in the chat says John's real name is, uh, they spelled like they put it all in one word. I'm like, it can't be one word. There's got to be a space there. It's not there. one word. There's a space there when I saw it before. Yeah, wow. and if you don't put Do the space, I'm going to get as upset if you don't call her Hannah Claire. It's yes. going to be the same thing. But it'd be like if they just like didn't put in the second half of your name. Like you'd be like, I understand what you're saying, but that's not my name. Oh, I, for some reason, mine gets a lot. I get like a rose. I get a Rosa a lot. I don't mm-hmm. know where they get that from because there's no A at the end of it. Uh, odd. I don't know. I'm so, I can't like I can so, see that mistake. The de, like the Della Rose like that just sounds like it sounds like it finishes right. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's fair. Like yeah. Let's, let's do two more and then we'll move on and we'll okay. pick it up after. Well, the next maybe topic. three because Marcus just sent us two dollars, which okay. is very generous. Thank uh, you. Lady of my kind says make HC read a novelized version of the Fast series. <laughs> uh, is the, there such a thing? The last, the last of my kind. Thank you. Uh, uh, yes. Is there a novelized version of the Fast and Furious? There's novelized versions of everything. Yeah, because like so. I used to, there was a couple. There was a novelized version of the X Files book of the X Files episode Eve that I loved. Like I like for some reason like I was just poor and couldn't afford like my like you know I didn't have I couldn't afford like I mean season DVDs weren't even a thing you like I don't know if any of you guys there's probably a lot of people in our chat that are old enough to remember this back in the day you didn't get season DVDs you got a like a huge thing of VHSs that had like two episodes on each of them so you got like six episodes from each season and that was your season of the show like they would just pick which ones you got. What's interesting is uh, the novelizations are, are really weird, and, and Disney's actually very tight-lipped about it, especially with the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, one of my buddies actually wrote uh, one of the novelizations of, uh, I don't remember which of the new Star Wars movies it was, but one of them. And they they flew him out. Mm-hmm. They didn't allow him to take the script out of a room. They had it, like, in a room. And they let him be in there for 24 hours. He wasn't allowed to take notes, nothing. Like, he had to just read it over and over for 24 hours just so he could get it in his head. That's crazy. Go out there and then write the novel from it and try to be as accurate as possible. Oh, man. Just because they didn't want any leaks getting out. That feels like how you audition for, like, being in the CIA or something. Right? <laughs> Very weird. For a Star Wars book. Uh, do you want to read the Kiko Man one? It's uh, it says, uh, you can't, um. Okay, it says, uh, show me, show you, Kiko Man. Hail the Iron Age! Hail JDA! May you all, uh, may you all, be blessed, be with, blessed soy. with soy. <laughs> so Kikamon's the is the soy sauce, right? That's yeah, the, oh, that's, that's, the soy sauce that's what it looks like. Yes. To There's me. a big like thing of it downstairs, yes. like the big uh, like poster of it downstairs. So like, that's our that's our soy poster boy right there. Ah, yes. oh, perfect. Thank Someone you, else, sir. Johnny. And, Bosch just sent a chicken doing a thumbs up. Okay. Very All right. Well, we will hold off on the rest and we will come back to the super chats after we are done with the next topic. We do read all of them, guys. Do not worry. All right. So uh, G4 TV, which everyone has been laughing at quite a bit lately. The, the villain arc is complete. Frost has made her exit from the gaming industry. Sessler is, uh, had his meltdown uh, last it was last week, right? It was like last week. Would you say? Yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Well, oh, I see that look beautiful. Brought, look at brought that. A, brought a tear beautiful. to my eye. I I love people melting down on the internet. It's like really? my favorite thing. Look, yeah. to me it was you get, like, like make some popcorn. And you're like, yes, you're ready. It's to like me a it was a guy. Kiss, you know. It, it, it was a guy going through something like I was like somebody needs to send somebody to his house and check on him like it, like it looked like a dude was going through something you know so it says uh, Froskerin announces esports retirement she says this industry is really really messed up um, well you know what 
this is kind of the, you know, what does Tim love to say? You know, you, uh, you get what's coming to you. What, what did the Joker say in, in, in Joker? He said, you know, you get what you effing deserve. Uh, you <laughs> reap what you sell. She, uh, she had her famous meltdown. Is that like about a year ago now? How long ago was that? It's getting Who close to that. She Sorry, was, I'm not as cool as you okay, guys. Okay, she, she was uh, a host for G4 TV for, uh, was, it X, was it X-Play? Or was it yes. just, yeah, okay. So uh, they had a, what was called the uh, sexism in gaming rant. And imagine, can you imagine why that wouldn't go over well with uh, a large group of gamers who are all, you know, you know, excuse men by people like people love being uh, lectured to names, about how yeah. bad they are yes. as as adam sessler goes earth 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 uh to his <laughs> to his camera and it's one of those things where it's, it's when somebody makes the joke like couldn't have happened to a nicer person mm-hmm. like i don't like this is what i'm talking about it's not them that i feel bad for it's all of the employees that work there that had nothing to do with this that yeah. lost their jobs they're the ones you should actually shed a tear for those people had nothing to do with either of those person's rants Yet they're the ones who lost jobs. You're so nice to people. You're looking at Adam Sessler and you're like, I'm wondering what's going on with his life. Is he okay? And I'm just like, this guy's being an idiot on the internet. I'm just going to laugh at it. So this is her quote. Way nicer than me. She says, says, I've been angry for a long time with my peers for not using their power and their voice to stand up for others in the industry. Had to come to, to some hard terms that uh, that people who I'd known with people I'd known for years who I thought were good friends just weren't devastated me for a long time. Anyway, I'm leaving the industry, found new work elsewhere. This industry is really messed up, and what happened to me and plenty of others wasn't fair, and it could have been avoided if we had all stood up together. You let me down, but I get why. Cheers and good luck. But I get why. But I get why. Yeah, like, well, she's actually. Do you though? (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, is like, like she didn't stand up for something. She just was really mean to people. She didn't. Okay, at the very least, you could could criticize her. If we were being one hundred and ten percent fair to her. If you were standing up for something, you didn't do it in a palatable way that actually spoke to anyone. It wasn't like, hey, these are great women I want to like like build up in the gaming industry. And, They're awesome. And no, it was, n- you gamers, you're sexist, yeah. right? Yeah. Which I'm sure they love to hear. I'm sure they Always. love really well. well they imagine, loved it so much, nobody watched the, the channel, and then it just well, was yeah, sank. Instantly, oh instantly died off to, yeah. to, to almost nothing. And, and to me, it's, it speaks to one of those things. Like, Imagine I, for a second, went to the chat here and said, all of you people who are watching this show, you're all bad people. Who does that? Well, if you did that, you'd get hate comments and that'd yeah. fuel the algorithm. So but, you might want to consider it. But who does that? Like, who does that in, in the context? Like, I feel like that's only done from somebody who doesn't have a concept of like, their words have actual meaning. See, I think it comes from a place of entitlement. Like, they feel like they deserve, like, they, it's not even deserve. Like, of course they would be given this platform. Of course they would have this audience listening to them because their message and their ideas are so important that people like, obviously need to hear them right like there is no i there's no humility in that no it's the opposite if you look at this if you look at her second statement here where she says what happened to me wasn't fair it's like wait you you had agency in what you did at this channel what happened to right? me that i could not have <laughs> predicted if i put any thought into right it. well also like imagine if you were to do that like your our words have a, have consequences if we were to say something like that here you and you caused a great a mass exodus from some aspect of the job mm-hmm. like you can't just write articles that are uh, extremely rude to people for no reason right like, me specifically any, anyone you like, specifically you wouldn't yes. write something that's extremely uh derogatory towards the people that are paying your bills right i mean you can do it i don't think i would get it published here and also like to what end right if you feel that way and you're willing to go down this ship you have to like be honorable enough to be like I said what I said and I stand by it whereas like she is now it seems like being like 
I, as a victim, what happened to me that was beyond my control, like there is no um, responsibility being taken here. And in fact, like it sounds like she hurt a much larger organization yes. with her decisions that probably no one actually asked her to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, It's absolutely. funny too, because like what me and Dane talk about this a lot off air and he's talking about, he's like, look, I used to love X-Play. I used to love all of this stuff growing up and it came back in an iteration that didn't really work anyways because they were trying to be, you know, it would have made more sense doing Twitch exclusively maybe or doing something other than trying to do network television. Like they were basic, like they were on actual cable, like in a $20 million studio, it doesn't really make much sense with that much overhead for something like that. But I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with at least asking why certain people feel as if like they don't have a responsibility to at least do their best for the job. And, but it's you know, your boss. If your boss doesn't tell you that what you did was wrong and Sessler's there like doing this and it seems to be completely 110% okay with it, like who am I to tell them that they can't do that even if it ends their business, right? Like I don't think anyone here would want us going off on massive rants uh, against the people that are part of this company, the people that watch these channels, mm -hmm. the people that love this stuff. There's a mostly, like a, there's a lot of crossover. The people that watch this show, they watch Timcast, they watch IRL, they watch Tim. Like what if I was on here just like being mean to people for no reason? It doesn't make any sense. Why yeah. would anyone feel comfortable doing that? And why would you feel entitled to not lose your audience? Is it because you think that what you're standing up for is of such great significance that the the other people will also believe that or that you believe that your virtue will actually work as some type of shield against actual consequences for your actions. Most people who live in the real world, who work regular jobs, who have a nine to five job, they've got kids, they've got car payments, they've got all of these responsibilities. They don't have the luxury of worrying about sexism in gaming. If they're watching gaming content, it's because they have time to game uh, after work or it's something that they listen to a show like that when they're done. They don't care about this stuff in these types of topics outside of this type of content doesn't do well with normal people. Yeah. Like when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices. Plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is there anything that you can think of like uh, in the in books like this is a big problem in YA like where people complain about other creators there and they don't realize how toxic it is and I hate that word because I think it's overused. They don't realize how toxic it is to the environment and people just don't focus on what they're doing. Ethan Van Skyvery said what do you say? He says, fantastic. When after she made her post, he says, fantastic. You got a job on a fun show that was supposed to be about video games and you tried to make it stop being fun about, stop making it being about fun video games and about your own persecution as a woman by the audience. Video games skew heavily male. That's just what they do, though, is, is if even if you go back to the Harry Potter article, yeah. like he, if you see the first like couple paragraphs, he, it's I, I, I. These guys always make it about themselves and not actually what the topics are at hand every yeah. single time. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's like, especially in that industry where it skews heavily. I think, I think women uh, chat might be able to help me with this one. I think 
women skew heavily in phone games, but in general, video games skew heavily male, and they're combative by nature. It's part of the it's part of the culture. So why would you antagonize them when your business model is selling a product to them? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, do we see this as a reflection of the kind of uh, accept my rhetoric or or you're bad or look like a bigot that yeah. like maybe comes into comic book writing or anything else? Like it's worse in comic books. Oh, it's so much worse in comics. Really? So much why? worse in comics. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of where I came from is uh, I, I kind of came on the scene because I, I went and researched comics and it was back in like 2017 and I went to a comic book store and the, and the guy who owned it was like really dejected and sad. And I'm like, what, what's going on, okay? pal? Yeah. Can I can I can I help? And uh, and he said, my sales are way down. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, you haven't been paying attention. I'm like, no. And he says, well, all the Marvel characters have all been replaced. Like Thor's a woman now. Spider-Man's a black guy. It's funny, too, you know? because then now DC's worse. It's worse. Like like DC at that time wasn't great, but you had like Black Label and some of these like like the prestige titles, like the, the James Tinney and stuff. Yeah. It was still doing fine, right? But they almost don't care that much because DC's not that big a percentage no, of their sales. He no, said Marvel was 70% of his sales Whoa. and his sales were cut in half yeah. because of this stuff. And, and here's what would mm-hmm. happen. These these shop owners would go to whenever they'd have events, they would they would bring these issues up to Marvel and into the industry leaders and the, the the journalists in comics would then write articles about how these racist shop owners shop are racist owners, bigots yep. and they would basically be shamed into silence and told to buy things that they themselves knew would never sell. Correct. Because nobody cares about race or gender swapped characters. People love characters in their original iteration. You can make a character any race, gender, sexuality, as long as you write a good character and you don't just change something that people have a strong attachment to initially. The X-Men have been diverse for decades. Everyone knows that, right? Uh, like, right. There's no reason to make all these changes, but we got all new Marvel. And what was that, 2017? I thought it was early. It is. I mean, but now they're doing stuff like they're implying that like Cyclops and Wolverine are you know, yeah. in relations with each other. I mean, it's what? it's bizarre. Yeah. yeah. Why? Like so. just to pregnant, seem like Pregnant been... Joker. Pregnant Joker at DC. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that like, one. And then the guy's like, it's just a joke. And I'm like, and here's the thing. I actually laughed about that. I'm like, look. There's a there's a that's long how, like, there's a long history of sci-fi, word, but that's like people being like, oh, it was just a joke. Like that's like semi grooming technique. No, like, no, here's the it is in it's science just like fiction. Presenting it, it's just it's a not joke. just semi. In These science comic fiction, creepy. yeah. In science fiction, there's a, a precedent for that type of story in the past. Yes, long long ago. But we all know that that's not what this is. Yeah, like I was going to say, in like Sims 2, when you have like aliens, like yeah. the men can get pregnant if they get abducted by aliens. And Junior like, was the greatest it, movie it, of all has time. Has anybody seen Junior? Was like, like, somebody needed to <laughs> have take... Have you seen Junior, Hannah Claire? No. Somebody oh my gosh, needed Chad. to make the cover of that, like to redo the cover of that movie and put the Joker's head uh, on the cover of Junior. That's a great meme. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great. So it's like, they, they did this, like they, they injected this ideology into the comic book industry mm-hmm. and they watched and they started to watch it fall apart. And I have to admit, like, just like with wrestling, these are, these are spectator sports for me. I quit collecting and really caring about comic books as a, as that part of the industry years ago. Wrestling, I don't, I haven't really cared about in years, but I follow the industries through social media, through uh, podcasts and stuff like that. So it's it was like watching a slow motion car wreck and watching all of these movements and all of these things sprout out from it that were organic fan, you know, fan-led uh, revolts against something that anybody with a brain, with two brain cells to rub together could see was a mistake. Meaning, even if you want to change characters, you don't change all of them at the same time. Like, 
they used to kind of do that a little bit. I mean, yeah, if you look at it, like they they made John Stewart Green Lantern, which is the and which is the Black like, Green Lantern. People, people like, like the character. People love he John was Stewart. A good Green character. And they're doing him in the DCN, but they like, also didn't remove Hal Jordan no. and just have him there and then do Superman and Batman at the same time. So it's just like. I, it, it came across a little more organically and again as a new character. I remember so. this one story that somebody was telling about how uh, during one of the recent, it was a couple of years ago, uh, the iterations of the, the Green Lantern Corps and they had um, like the power rings that they were selling. So they had like the, like it's like bl- like a black power ring, like a green power, like all the colors and they had a white power ring and yes. they had to remove it because <laughs> people complained and they had like uh, X amount of days since DC screwed something up and they have to like tear the page off and start from zero again. But it's like, like all of these things, anybody with half a brain could see that this was a problem, that making this many changes was not organic because people have a, a sense for that. People have a sense for when something isn't organic that's not hard to understand and comics is worse i think than than the video game well yeah well well, when i when i did my research into it because i I started researching it because that's as one does yeah Yeah. uh you know if you're if you're semi-autistic i guess um but uh i did and uh, i i looked at all of the marvel writers at the time they had 80 different writers on their books and i just went to every single one of their twitters one by one and all of them were espousing like extreme left wing politics. Every single one of them. There wasn't even one person who just like was like, "I'm just about books. I'm just going to have my feet about books." Every one of them had political content on it, that's and I'm wild. just like, they're all getting hired just based on their little politics, not mm-hmm. based on anything else. And that's what's destroying they this think, guy's business. It's like that line, like when you're hiring, like, "Oh, we think you'll fit into our company culture." Right. Yeah. Like, that's exactly that it. Well, and they and they do it because uh, the the idea that a lot of people would have is they would push back on. Them. They're like, "Look, we don't care if these are your views, but leave it out of your books, and maybe don't be mean to people on social media." But they they never have the the wherewithal to like make a separate page for their for their like a personal page because they like the clout that comes from having a, a blue check well what used to matter about getting a blue check mark it matters even more now sir because um <laughs> they, they would have their they would have their blue check mark because it would say marvel writer in their mm. in their bio so that was the clout so they espouse their political views through the clout that they've gained by working for a company again the phrase i always use standing on the shoulders of giants they get to stand on the shoulders of jack kirby and, and everyone and say, look, we are uh, we believe this, this and that, not realizing that the things that you've been put in charge of, the characters you've been given privy over have histories that go far and beyond. Yeah, they're not even original to you. No, like, they will, no. Yeah, you're so using someone else's work to push. You're a caretaker. Yeah. And it is, it is all for clout, too, because if you actually look and find out what these people make, too, mm-hmm. I mean, it's there's a reason they're angry. You know, yeah, yeah it's pretty bad. The Marvel and DC really use these people and. Uh, just hold them down just because it's like we own all we own all this stuff and that's why I think it's important yep. to kind of make your own characters as a I'm writer moving, I'm moving thing. it guys they're they're getting freaked out because sure. of the meme in the video that keeps he keeps saying oh. bye bye and they, <laughs> they find it disconcerting like and, and that that's the part that always bothered me is because like look you are you are a caretaker for a property that's valued much much higher than similar to like what you mentioned with Star Wars you're given the the privilege of writing about something that was created years if not decades before you that has an extreme level of cultural significance that matters to millions and millions of people and the fact that you can't look at that look at the gravity of what that means and say maybe i should put aside my worldview for the sake of the character that speaks a lot about the worldview of the people writing it and a, the, good, a good writer actually puts the worldview from the character's perspective exactly always right. yeah right and so like it's always funny like my, one of my favorite things is like if you watch a tv show long enough 
you eventually figure out when the bad writers come in because the characters just change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like the, if you get nine seasons of a, of, a, of a TV show, a character will just start acting differently mm-hmm. and you'll never know why. Well, you know why. Because there's a writer on the show who either doesn't care or didn't uh, wasn't given research or doesn't research their work. My primary example of this, which I know you both will deeply relate to, is actually Gilmore Girls, which is the classic. Uh, watch it every night. Do you actually? No, of no, course you not. don't. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> But it's a really interesting show in a lot of ways, uh, partially because at the time the scripts were much longer, much more intricate than anything else that was being produced on uh, that kind of television. But uh, it was a husband and wife team who produced and wrote the show for like seven or for six seasons. They had disputes with the network. And then the last season is like, it's like it's a different show. I mean, the timing is different. What the characters say, how they behave. Like, I can only imagine what it's like to grow up with a comic and then to suddenly be like, here is something completely different, but it's in the skin of something you care about. Yeah. Like it's very disconcerting. And and it's also it's cheap. Mm-hmm. And it's and it just proves to you that those people didn't have the talent to hack it themselves. It's like what's going on with Velma. With them not like she could have made Velma and it would have been a stupid show that no one would have watched, but you could have done it and it wouldn't I mean, hopefully she would have aged up the characters and not made it so creepy. But like she could have made that show without any of those characters' names and it would have been no different. Mm-hmm. And it would have been fine. Everyone would have hated it still, but it wouldn't be causing the outrage that it's causing now because you're crapping all over something that previously tons of people cared about. I want to read this chat. Uh, it's not a chat from pariah scion says uh brett uh but generally if the x-men was a metaphor was a metaphorical expose on the politics of the time isn't that isn't what they're doing just par for the course i would say no because the writers back in the day were able to tell stories from both sides of this uh, of the aisle and let you figure out for yourself what side you agreed with they were if you look at like what stan lee was doing i mean you had that x-men deal which was of course uh, just it was kind of a civil rights deal, but I mean, at the end of the day, like you could just read it real quick and be like, "Oh, it's just a dude fighting a blob." Sweet, yes, uh, and that's about all there was to it. But on the other end, like you know, you had Iron Man going and fighting commies. I mean, so he did both uh, at the same time, and you know, you could read what you like. It's funny too because the movie actually does it well. Civil War presents you very reasonable arguments as to why to. Uh, I mean, I never side with the with the statist, but like. It presents you the side like, look, you could rationally understand where Tony Stark is coming from, saying that we as uh, super-powered po- super, uh, beings need to be put in check. We may disagree that the government needs to do it. And you can understand where uh, Captain America is coming from, saying like, look, if I see something happen that's bad, I can't help but intervene. There's both good arguments there. And that is, in a lot of ways, uh, a side story to a political thriller like Winter Soldier was, right? So it's not like it can't be done with nuance and detail. They don't do anything with nuance and detail. It was actually anymore. examining the go- the government overreach, like yeah. just as a like as a topic, and it's yep. just actually somebody who's thoughtful trying to pay attention to it, and that's pretty cool, actually. When you see that, you're like that guy who Mark Millar is the guy who right? Uh, yep. Mark Mark Miller. I'm sorry, he doesn't go by Millar. Uh, is uh, is the writer of that, like, from the comic end of things, and he actually wrote that from a very thoughtful and diligent perspective, and the dude's a brilliant writer, and so, uh, you know, kudos to him. Yep. It's, it's funny, too, because I love those first two X-Men movies. I love those first those two X-Men fun. movies. And it's like, that was when did they time, come out? Uh, 2000. Uh, 2000, I don't know when the second one came out. It was either 2002 or, or 2003. But it's like, there's a lot of good commentary in there. It's just not heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. It's just, they don't know how to, like, they, they, they it's kind of like the, what's the, what's the it's saying? It's like a it's lost like, art. It's like, yeah. they don't know how to subtly 
it's like sleight of hand. They it, don't know how to slip a message in without like punching you in the face. So then it. the question. They're trying to slip message. They're trying to punch you in the face now is the yeah, problem. Yeah, okay, it's, okay. It's active. The, yeah. the question isn't, yeah, like back in the day, the message came second. Now the message comes first because they're worried you're not going to get it. So it's, it's even doubly insulting because they think you're stupid. They're dumb thinking you're stupid. Correct. Like it's it's like they failed Dunning-Kruger. <laughs> like it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's bonkers, dude. So uh, look, I think of video games a lot the same way that the comic book artists in the comic, not all of them, the, the, the worst of the worst in all of these industries are always going to bite the hand that feeds them, not realizing that these larger corporations, obviously Marvel Comics will put up with it. They'll put up with the bad writing. DC will put up with the bad writing. Uh, and it still works because you know what? At Disney, who owns Marvel, comics are literally like a, a blip on the spreadsheet. Like they, they mean nothing. To, like the, the size of that division is uh, like... like Who's in, uh, Bob Iger sneezes and he spends that much money. Like he just does. Like in general, I don't think they care. Plus, as we've talked, me and, Mar me and Mary talk all the time about how comics are... Or not comics. Entertainment is in a post-profit era mm -hmm. where money doesn't seem to matter. Like, they don't seem to care about profits. Well, that's something we talked about a long time ago. It's it's what I said when we talked about uh, Game of Thrones yep. and the Lord of the Ring franchise. Like, there was this weird, like, are they going to do well? And it was like it didn't matter. Like, ultimately, they are producing this content knowing that in the wash, in the grand scheme Woo! of... That one got me. Um, in the grand scheme of their, like, ability to, <laughs> to Thank make... Thank you! It out. <laughs> Thank you! trying to be professional no i'm just kidding but like in the grand scheme of things like yeah they could lose several million dollars on this uh this venture because it doesn't matter they're such a mega corporation they're making profit like at the end they're still in the green disney There's doesn't care because all the money like like look the theme parks still do well like the theme like i, I mean not they're not making as much money as they used to but theme parks are still big business and, and they the can merch sell all their yeah their t-shirts and all that stuff like because if you look at it there's game of thrones shirts and target and yeah. things like that they're making money off that they're too. making tons of money like it doesn't actually matter and so like that that idea of like free market consumers affect what's going on like it is gone like that is tampered with yep it's so it's just it's a sad thing to see i don't know like sometimes i have to at least i have to set myself back and ask myself look i wasn't aware of these issues when i was younger in the same way so maybe it was similar back then it doesn't feel that way to me sometimes people will get me to to question whether you know the the idea that like people can get you to question what's right in front of your face maybe it wasn't so different back in the day but i think it was mm. I, I don't think all these things are the same so uh, um the number one thing i can say guys is if you've got a if you've got a fan base don't be Unduly rude to, to them. them. Don't be mean to them. Shocking. Shocking idea. Let's go to Super Chats. Okay. Um, Dark Gift Comic Present says, What's up? What's up, Pete? Hail <laughs> JDA. Yeah. There What's you up, go. Dark Gift? Let me, let me go back here. Uh, Yesh says, uh, Good job on Elijah show last night. Oh, thank you. That's I appreciate for you. it. Um, I was like, What? You're not. Who's Elijah? Uh, I'm just not awake yet. Um, Waffle Sensei, hi Waffle Sensei, said, um, yay, Fast and the Furious 11 will be getting uh, a DeLorean and going back through time uh, in the whole series again. Back to the fu Furious Electronic Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo, yes. yes. Uh, well, one of, Dane likes to talk about how he, he didn't realize when I would use, when I would say whatever to Electric Boogaloo, he thought I created that and was like. You're I, like, it's a meme, bro. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> no, it's he's, mine. He's, like, dude, he's like, dude, I thought you were the height of cool. I'm like, Aww. well, yeah, I guess, thanks. I've uh, seen your rollerblading yeah. videos. You are the height of cool. The, the height of cool. You sure. are the height yeah. of cool. Yeah. Um, 
big oh you don't want to read that i don't know but the person says why doesn't hc have her own book show yet we want to live stream hc watching fast and furious so there's uh full transparency (laughs) yeah we don't want we we don't want her reading some cliff notes version of that's what two things like where's my book show also if you're watching fast and the furious prove it i show up with notes i feel like i try to be specific on the pretty pretty like detailed with it oh man those movies are weird. Like I Yeah, if by weird you mean freaking awesome. It's not what I mean. Uh Dumbledurp says men love adventure, women interpret it as drama. I think that drama is part of the adventure, right? Like the tension between the characters figuring out the problem, like that's all drama. I guess it is. it's just a different definition for what we're I think men are of. sensitive to the idea of drama. Like I like that both of you are like, yeah, no, totally. Like, I, I get your definition of drama and I think but I think when most people are talking about it, they're talking about like catty gossip behavior. But I don't right? think that's actually what drama is. It's not. Like if you read like literature or anything else, like dr- drama as like a basic category like if you look back to like plays and stuff from ancient greek traditions like you have a drama or you have a tragedy or like a tragedy a drama a comedy like all the words have been corrupted these days you know, you know, know that yeah. yeah i can't even speak um thousand foot deep end says welcome to the show john also props on fast and the furious double feature to prepare for the show hannah claire my apologies for <laughs> doubting you in the poll it's okay i deserved it uh kiko man says if i had the power i would oh wait i have this one uh i would ban salt and replace it with soy sauce the only true sauce hail jda are you a soy sauce fan what's happening i i am now it's convincing argument um let's see short bully says short bus bully says the mary sue is arguably the worst website on the entire internet yes Uh, it is one of the few that actually a few strokes of genuine hatred in me hand talk how did you pick this clip? You just like I made it. You know, no, but like we oh. had a different movie clip before. I just I just watch a lot of movies and was like, what is something that I've seen recently that has the word party or crisis in it? And this was the first one that came to mind. Oh my gosh, so, that's uh, it's like it's becoming my my favorite part of Sunday now is uh, coming into work and being like, how can I scare the crap out of everyone this week? It's becoming a big part of my life. That's so I'm getting funny. desensitized to it now. I'm not even reacting. Yeah, eventually, yeah. eventually you 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 grow a little bit numb to it. But yeah, it's fun. It's th- before it was um like what was it sirens or something going yeah. off. Burr, now uh, that it's someone else talking, I find it much harder to talk yeah. through. But that's part of the fun. There was also a while where everyone kept saying like I would be put in the dunk tank, and I will say I'd rather have the movie clip than to be dunked into water. Is there a dunk tank here? We can't have a dunk tank on the show. We have electrical electrical equipment. <laughs> we would do it. We would film it with a phone and live stream it on the Instagram. Okay, sure. Uh, AK Storm Forty Nine says, uh, "Payday Friday, HC. Glad to see you back, and hope uh, and hopefully you can recover brain cells from watching Fast and the Furious Five. That <laughs> safe chafe was ridiculous. Look, I totally agree. I never said it made any sense. It never. It doesn't make sense. And I will grant. And I feel like I've been generous with this. Like with Fast and the Furious movies." There are some things that are just for fun, right? Like watching them drive fast cars and go around the hillsides in Japan and whatever. Steal a huge safe. Like, I get it. Fun, action, stunts, whatever. But these plots are not picking up for me. And I have to say, I'm a plot-based person. If the movie doesn't have a strong plot and strong character development, like... I'm sorry, but Ludacris talking about the bankroll. Are you just anti-family it? or something? It's sounding like she's yeah. anti-family. I, I don't think you know? so. And more like anti-fun. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but <laughs> this guy is letting his sister date a fed who betrayed the family. Like, it went, I don't Yeah, understand. well, you know what? It's Paul that's Walker. The, that's and, the other thing. Like, their values are there, and then 
they go away for a little bit and they come back like i don't know uh it's called redemption okay Mm, is it though are we really redeeming paul walker (laughs) yes we are being on the lamb he spent his 25 years in jail i watched this movie uh kiko man says show me show you kiko cake kiko cake is this guy getting a commission what's happening we love it now big dave sent his traditional 99 cents hello Big thank you uh he's the strong silent type big dave is let's read two more and then we will move on to the next topic okay i'm trying to scroll really jacob uh, jacob edler yes but people are chatty day which i love but if i scroll too fast youtube is like no i'll I'll read i'll read jacob edler okay says these people don't actually believe this stuff they just get off on the attention and perceived power they're a narcissist cult uh, who just want to beat you over the head with how correct they are. Probably right. Like, uh, does that work? Like, if I came in here and I was like, "Guys, you don't understand. Women are being oppressed." Would you guys be like, "I didn't even know that." Thank you for clarifying it for me. You know what I mean? Whatever you want, Hannah Claire. Thank you. Thank yeah. You, thank you. Yeah, maybe that works better but, like, for women. <laughs> this seems like a weird. Like, I actually have discovered a new, higher moral plane stance, so you conform to me. Like, yeah. does that ever work? I guess it must. Well, I mean, it's kind of like the idea of like, does anything like where where you're for where you're told you have to believe something actually work with anyone? No, people na- people have a natural inclination to want to push back when they're told they have to believe something. Uh, Tacti Platy says Big Avocado is behind climate change. That is all. He is correct. The Big Avocado lobby is out to get us with climate change. They created the toast and now they're trying to destroy you. As a Californian, I consume avocado toast almost every single day, so I'm all for it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Do you actually? Uh, do you I love it. it. Yeah. Yeah? I, that's great. I love it. It's like a solid, like I'm in California. I have it to is. You get what the, do you put on your avocado toast? So you get like a, a everything bagel uh, sort of... Uh, uh, seasoning oh, to okay, it, yeah. and then uh, of course some egg whites, not the yolk because you don't want the, the extra fat content, uh, and then like some sprouts or something, maybe some radish. You some know? radish, yeah, wow. radish is good with it. Okay, so we're tur- it's turning into food cast. That's, always that's, does. Uh, it's, uh, uh, food food culture crisis is always a big hit here when we argue about food. You guys <laughs> would make so much money if you did a show like that. Just, oh my gosh, d- dude! Uh, like there's there's like whole <laughs> channels where it's just like people eating food. Yes, and people love that. Stuff. Should we do what's it called a mukbang? pop culture mukbang? Yeah, I was thinking the same oh. thing. We're right there. Wow, dude. All right, guys, we're moving on. So there is this this topic is bonkers, guys. It's a little weird. Uh, Stalinist Sundance loyalty oath. Basically, if you want to get into Sundance Film Festival and you want to watch movies, you have to swear an like a a loyalty oath to the gods of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, It's bonkers. This is a, so it says I attended Utah's Sundance film festival before the pandemic, then started watching its offerings online. This year's festival began today. uh, And I looked forward to seeing new small market films from the, from my recliner. But when I logged in to buy my tickets, I was stopped at the virtual door. So I'm picturing like a kind of a, like a dude who who's dressed like Stalin, but he's like a bouncer at a, at a nightclub maybe. And so he's at the door and he's like, if you want to get in here. So it says the site wouldn't sell me tickets unless I affirmed the festival's community agreement, among other things. And I had to promise to be vigilant in the fight against the spread of COVID-19. Again, he's doing this. He's doing this from home. This is not in person. Constant vigilance. He's doing this from home uh, to avoid unwelcome sexual attention from home. To a, wait, what does that mean? Yeah, harassment, stalking, and that, inappropriate physical contact of any kind to refrain from abuse or intimidation, including that related to race, gender, position, or wealth. The avoid, <laughs> the avoid unwanted problem or like sexual advance. What was it? Uh, 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 sexual advances, uh, sexual attention, harassment, that, stalking, and inappropriate. But physical like saying contact. like I will avoid it being like I will refrain from stalking someone, or saying like I will wear 
a, a full length skirt so that I don't draw attention to my leg. Like I feel like we can interpret this in a Unwelcome I've got the way. I've got the whole community agreement here, guys. The my favorite part about this is it really is it's like a checklist for psychopaths who have to remind each other that they're all psychopaths and that they need to like, hey, by the way, could you try to not be awful while at my event for security and, and, and like insurance pop purposes? So the Sundance, the Sundance Institute supports bold, creative, independent arts and artists. We create events, programs, and platforms, both digitally and in person, and then we're going to go down to where they start talking about it. Therefore, we ask that everyone in the Sundance Institute community do their part in creating an environment that is welcoming, safe, and inspiring to all those committed to being, and then it lists them off here. So it says... Inclusive and respectful of people of every race, ethnicity, gender identity, expression, disability, sexual orientation, nationality, religion, age, physical appearance, and body size, language spoken, and immigration or economic status by refraining from demeaning, discriminatory, or harassing behavior or speech. That's just the first one there. So, like, can I, you imagine who, what lawyer had to be like? Go through it again. I know. Did we miss right. anything? Right. Read it again. He's just like he's like a bill by the hour. This oh is amazing. Gosh. Uh, it says intention, uh, intentional with your words by abstaining from hate speech or actions of any kind, including the abuse, the abuse of chat function. So that's the that one actually is relevant to the online version of Sundance. Right. So, you know, I don't know how he's going to sexually harass someone like, you know, while watching a movie at home. But I guess like it could be like sexual but harassment. But he promised not to, so type, he yeah. can't. Yeah, he, well, he won't. He won't do it now. So it says, be mindful of the, of the boundaries of others by avoiding unwelcome sexual attention, harassment, stalking, and inappropriate physical contact of any time. Again, I ask, how does one have physical contact while online? I'm excited about this because they're saying that the person is agreeing not to watch pornography, and I think that's a healthy thing. There you go. Yeah. I feel like I can get down with parts of this contract. <laughs> Respe respectful of moderators, artists, and audience members by refraining from sustained disruption also no hecklers no hecklers allowed the the number one thing i thought of that's a that's imposing on my freedom of speech yes. i don't like that respectful of individual expression and intellectual property of others it also requires that you acknowledge that others may have a similar <laughs> similar or the same story idea or concept of yours so basically they're saying they're all out of ideas too also look, you can't accuse anyone of plagiarism that's no. what they're saying look interesting what's what it tells me is like i imagine a world where Creatives, people who are supposed to be uh, like artistically free, running headlong into bureaucracy because it's part of an industry full of horrible people. So it's like maybe it's kind of like that that thing in Velma. It's the famous feminist mantra, like maybe you should teach your boys not to hurt women, and then no women would get hurt. It's like these people have to say very obvious statements, like don't R word people. Like, is there anyone out there who is like, well, if I have a, a daughter, I'm going to train her to be kind and smart and empowered. But if I have a son, I'm going to train her to punch women in the face. Like, exactly. I just like don't think that this is a conscious like. They wouldn't let them into the festival if gamer they didn't. fathers do that. Really? Normally, no, normally. <laughs> Listen, I don't believe you. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Normally, an agreement like this would be something that would be like there, but they wouldn't make you sign it. That's freaking weird. Unbelievable. Be in the cult. That's that's weird. Like, yeah, it is. It's, when we say it's a cult, it's a cult. It, like, it's so weird. And like the reason why we talked about this, like, at first I thought this was a little bit like, look, it's hyperbolic. It, it, there's a little bit of hyperbole. It's there like, these are our rules to follow, except for it's like the rules are so like cuffed that like they can't do anything now. They're like, can't, I don't like your hate speech. Well, I think you could. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, oh, hi, how is your dad? No, don't touch me. 
like you like they they're literally like because they're bad people they have to have like childlike guidelines to keep them from being bad to one another because it's Hollywood and Hollywood producers are awful people but we don't just have this guys that's not just the problem here the other problem was this article about how they're punishing movies for asking hard questions and trying to tell hard stories because they don't fall in line with their doctrine this is an article from Hollywood and Toto which uh, you know I would like to get Christian Toto on here someday he's been on IRL uh, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's great. Uh, so it says, they, they talk about how basically they shut down movies where they, 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 they punished the movie um, Jihad Rehab, which was by a woman named Meg Smaker. And it was a movie about four former Guantanamo Bay inmates who were released. And it was about their kind of reintegration into society. And immediately it was hit with like, you can't make this movie because you're not Muslim. You're a woman, you're not Muslim. You're a white woman, you can't make this story. But they rail against free speech. The journalists rail against free speech. I've never seen something so funny as an industry that calls itself creative. Thank you! Is He's there, trying to make your point. Is there anything less inherently creative than modern day Hollywood because of the shackles that have been put on them by the corrupt journalists and the absolutely ideologically radicalized people within the within the sphere. It's well, uh, I think white women without head coverings like doing work is haram. Well, <laughs> don't look at me. Don't look at me. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're not even allowed to have an opinion on this. You asked me to come on this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So they point out they, they they reference Netflix wa uh, workers staging walkouts when Dave Chappelle had a stand up special because you can't you know it's like you can't insult certain people you can't insult certain groups right so I've just never seen an industry so like cuffed by its own beliefs right like there's all these people that likely have amazing ideas like we laugh at them like we got no ideas I'm like they have ideas they just can't share them with anyone yeah. you're not allowed to be creative in hollywood anymore Well, and hollywood prefers to play it safe like it's not about yes. risk taking in art like it's very much about how can we get bodies into theaters to get the awards at the ceremonies where we have put other people who we also pay to be there like it's a self-sustaining industry and there is no reward for them i mean there, there should be right but they feel as though yeah they can sustain what they want to by putting out and i know this is going to make me sound like working record but like the eighth sequel in the marvel dc universe right like they the marvel dc the the, 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 <laughs> the crossover's I, coming the, yes. I, oh please look, no <laughs> but they're just getting they're getting so big there's at some point going to be just like this monolithic culture of superheroes like no, I'm sorry, but I can't tell the difference between the universes, and I don't think anyone with, else really with, can. Uh, with DC and Warner Brothers in such dire straits, too, I could totally see Disney buying up Superman, Batman, et cetera, oh, I don't think, I don't think and they making do this that. happen. I, I think Warner mm -hmm. Media, Warner Media will sell to another. They'll they'll leave like Discovery will sell them to another company before they'll sell to Disney. I wonder if that would trigger but some like, type Warner of Warner can't um, decide itself. Discovery is deciding for Warner. Like, what does Discovery care if it's all about actually making money? It's, well, it's all one company now. It's all David Zaslav. I love David Zaslav. I love David Zaslav's ruthless, like, you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. I love it. I uh, love how he's upsetting everybody I, I, I was who like, I don't he's, like. He's a Democrat. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he donates to Democrats. I don't give a crap. It's funny watching him fire people. It's, uh, because, like, they're projects that nobody's that nobody's watching, right? Like, it's like nobody's watching. It's, I well, say, and it's like, it doesn't matter about his politics. Like, he's acting like a businessman, right? right? Yeah. Like, exactly. that is something that we need. Yes. Literally doing I, his job. Literally. Yes. Let, me, yes. let, me <laughs> walk, let me walk back what I just said. I, it's not funny watching him fire people people it's funny watching somebody care about the business side of it again not just the message behind it and Look, for people to be like how could you 
fire me. My project's making no money. Yeah. Like, wait, <laughs> but wait, the wait, message wait. behind my project, look, but hey, this is, like I like I posted something the other day. I'm like, look, maybe we should have gotten that bat. Like I watched Velma and I'm like, maybe that Batgirl movie was a better idea after all. <laughs> like Oof. maybe we would have been better off with ugly Batgirl movie. I kind of want to see it just to like see what, see how bad yeah. it is. Well, like, Brendan, it's, got, it's it. got Brendan Fraser. Mm. Brendan Fraser is great. Leslie Grace is beautiful. The costume was just disgusting. So they, they point out here like, look, Hollywood and these reporters especially talk a lot about how they speak truth to power. They speak exactly the truth to no power whatsoever. They criticize the little guy all the time. These people, like, I've seen, there, there's a Brett Kavanaugh documentary coming out. Like, they, they don't speak truth to any wow, actual power. Wow, that's topical now. Yeah, I know, right? Like, they, they <laughs> never forget. Yeah. <laughs> it says, critics complained about a white woman likes maker have, having no business directing a film about Muslim culture, ignoring her extensive ties to the Arab world. Others said the film could put the participants in danger, even though they were informed about the film's content and had the ability to decline her invitation. That's the well, thing that writers the... used to do is like, you'd used to go out, you'd research something. If like, yeah. if I was going to like set a book in like, you know, West Virginia or whatever, I'd 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 roll out here and see what it's like for a little bit, right? Christopher Priest, easy. Christopher Priest, you don't have to like, be from West Virginia to write a book about West Virginia. That's yeah. insane. It says the follow-up from that embarrassing article, which included Team Sundance apologizing for showing the film last year, is ongoing. Yet several liberal news outlets, including the Atlantic and the New York Times, covering the cancellation with palpable with a palpable sense of outrage. So look, sorry, I was uh, just gonna say, like, is it? So they would rather have someone who apparently does have ties to this culture, even if she's not directly a part of it, not talk about this issue. No, you're not allowed to. Pressing than to deal with something that would be slightly uncomfortable, right? Like right. realizing the complications, like especially coming from like a Western world, like giving giving a close up perspective on Muslim culture. Like I think you would want that, yeah. right? Instead of it, instead they'd rather have something like that they control the narrative of. Yeah. It seems like the um the 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 end goal of this stuff for the, like if you're being, if you were to be 110% generous, the end goal to these people would be separate but equal. Cause they don't want anybody interacting with other cultures. They don't want you to have anything to say, stay in your lane. They love the idea of staying in your own lane. They want everyone to have their own. Yeah, but they want you to be culturally aware. Culturally so aware, should, but stay in your you own. You should want to learn about all kinds of cultures, but you can't learn about them from most sources. And also don't ask any questions unless they are, imposed on you beforehand like it doesn't make any sense if someone is truly curious about what happens to people who are held up Guantanamo, i would watch this movie i'm i'm definitely curious right but i'm not supposed to because the director isn't yeah. the right race like the, it's bizarre seems crazy the the generous idea is they want separate but equal the less generous idea and likely the more accurate one is they want a certain amount of domination for certain cultures over another it's why they homogenize white culture to you're not Italian American, you're not uh, you're not Russian, you, you know you're not Russian American. You're just white. I would love for Islamic culture to take over Hollywood let, uh, oh, and see how it goes. Let, yeah, let, <laughs> so basically, like, they, if they if they create if they make if they make the dominant culture intrinsically uh, hard to understand, it's okay to make fun of because there's no way to there's no way to categorize who's in charge of it. So you're allowed to insult it because there's no defined nature around it because they try to act as if America has no culture of its own and the culture of its own that it has is problematic. It's Elvis Presley. It's Americana. It's all these things. How, how many times do you see anything where they talk about the 50s? Like, oh, well, they beat their wives. Like, that's what they say. Like, like their idea you, of America no is that idea. men, is that every dude in the 50s beat his wife and treated or her like, like all properly. Or like all the housewives were on drugs and that's the only way they exactly. did their lives. Like. I bet if you actually spoke to any woman who was 
living during that time period like it's much more complicated and nuanced also like there are probably things that were going really well for them like and I, if you look at the stats for now like i mean it now really all women are on drugs yeah well that's the thing they're making fun of this culture but they are still doing exactly what they said like they are unhappy and working instead of i guess so theoretically being unhappy at home like you're so you're telling me you've just been unhappy for decades this, this doesn't make any sense Yep. So like this to me, it's like, I, I look at all of these people and it, it wouldn't bother me so much if they didn't brag so much about speaking truth to power and acting as if they were fighting the good fight when they're not. If you want to know who's in charge, look at who you're not allowed to criticize. Well, and also like if you're speaking truth to power, the truth is going to be uncomfortable, yep. right? Like Absolutely. we shouldn't only live in a world where we're looking to hear things that feel comfortable to us. Like occasionally we have to put ourselves in positions where something is difficult and something makes us that's right speaking real truth is going to get you banned and blacklisted and uh, all the things that uh, that happen to people like me you don't get to you don't get to make hollywood movies this was, this was from his original part from the original part of this article he says i asked if i could buy tickets without affirming the agreement and was denied via an anonymous an anonymous email the damage i might have done to someone's sense of belonging while watching the films from my indiana basement 1500 miles from park city utah was apparently too much of a risk hilarious um Bizarre. like also have you ever noticed like it's no longer trust and safety it's trust safety and belonging team and i love that there is an idea of there's like a dude in charge of belonging like i want to be in charge of belonging here at timcast i'm in charge of uh of the of team safety and belonging here how does that work uh, it's just a synonym for because people start making fun of inclusivity yeah right? if you like, want to mm -hmm. feel like you belong you come to me i will make sure you belong <laughs> you belong here but also that means like if i come to you i'm like hey like i am the lone conservative and i work in a like super liberal environment you'd be like well Probably because you need to be more open-minded to some people's ideas. You know what I mean? No yeah. one, we're doing the right thing. You need to change for exactly. us. Like it's, it's not actually anything real. It's absolutely bonkers. And it, as an industry, it's like, look, it's not getting better. It's getting worse. Like everyone's like, oh, everything's going to change. A lot of people are like, Woke's gonna die soon. I'm like, uh, first of all, I hate that term, but it's not going anywhere. I get like, that all the time because you know I I do a lot of videos and things like that that are just like, hey, this is the weird woke thing that's happening this week, and uh, people always go, the woke thing's gonna die. Like, I mean, the companies are wising up. They're they're really not. They're pushing harder. The the corporations <laughs> are too large. Yeah, they're too unwieldy. And you can't just turn that ship at the drop of a hat. Those uh, it's not just the movie that comes out. It's policies that have been implemented at your human resource level and it's well i was gonna say it's the hiring it's like, the hiring they have the hired whole classes of people who exactly. have then climbed this structure yep. who are now in control like you can't stop them no it's uh you we we're decades behind right the it's like we just gotta like and all they're doing planet. is hiring all their friends who are hiring all their exactly. friends and they're just getting weirder and weirder and weirder exactly every time. so mm -hmm. like i know that's a little bit of a black pill but it's like the idea is like what it should do it shouldn't be a black pill it should be a white pill it should be a white pill that you should be creating your own stuff like what we're doing here hopefully like what uh like what crowder is doing what daily wire is doing what everyone is doing Sierra. crowder nice. and, and the, the daily, daily wire, wire. yes yes um, <laughs> way to sit on a fence brett hey <laughs> like the poll today was going to be like which is uh like worse having a poll about the Daily Wire versus Stephen Crowder or not having a poll about Daily Wire versus Stephen We're Crowder. We're a pop culture podcast. We have to talk about it. Yeah. No, well. I mean, but also good on this guy for actually reading this agreement, right? So many people have been like, fine, whatever, I'll click your thing. Like, and even if you, you know, even if he then didn't live by it in his Indiana house, like, 
he still would have consented to it and it would have reinforced that idea that like these are beliefs people share and are willing to. And most to. people don't even read these terms of service. They no, just that's click what I mean. and go. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, a, like one of the most profound things I ever read was somebody wrote like a long, long time ago said like we traded in a con- uh, the United States Constitution for a terms of service agreement. <laughs> and we really did. Mm-hmm. When we gave up the right, like when we accepted and I guess society and modernity in a lot of ways have decided that your con- that your the bulk of your speech will now take place on platforms that are owned by private entities. You've sacrificed your constitution for a terms of service that you have no control over in which they have all of the power and you have none of the power. It's a way they actually try to control people like us for a long time because like you view corporations as separate than the government and they're just a private entity doing what they want. But once a company gets kind of big enough, they really act as their own government. It yep. is kind of government like, entity. Like Disney yeah. with, with Reedy Creek and everything it's really that creepy. went on there. Yeah, so. so it's it's never something where you can just be like a private business can do whatever they want. Yeah. Disney's not a human being. It's just an evil satanic monolith. Well, what's weird? <laughs> What's weird, though, is like I always had that like it was always one of my beliefs that I would think it was weird when people would try to get corporations to act like people. And they're like, why didn't they stop the like stop the, like why didn't they apologize for this? I'm like, well, dude, they're they have to talk to 25 people yeah, to entity. give out any kind of statement. Per, it's not a person. Like their job is to make money. They have one function. Their job is to make money. The reason why people have such a weird opinion about this stuff now is it seems like they're not trying to make money. Mm. Like, but because now ESG has been infected and in, uh, injected into a lot of this, and you discuss, you know, how much of it is because of stakeholders as opposed to shareholders. How much of it is it because of their stock price changing because of policies implemented? It's gone beyond just being about selling a product to a consumer, which is why it's better now to support smaller entities. And we saw that with even like Twitter. Like, I mean, when when everybody was getting banned uh, a couple years ago, I mean, Elon came out with it that the government <sighs> was it. actually pushing all these narratives behind yep. the scenes and actually making things happen from there oh uh, it was so weird i had to like i had to like expl- explain to my dad what the twitter files were and <laughs> it's gotta keep these boomers in the look, 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 look i got my dad into watching sticks hex and hammer yes. all right dad the, after there was aol.com yes <laughs> ba- ba- like i got my dad watching sticks hex and hammer and like uh, i just i love the idea like i had to i had to explain to him like look the suit that those people on the news wear it's a costume Mm-hmm. It's it's a costume designed to make them look more uh, palatable and to look them like they know more. Mm-hmm. The guy in the robe with a coffee cup and, and a spoon knows three times as much as the dude who's just reading off of a cue card owned by a conglomerate, mm-hmm. and is far more willing to be you know especially somebody like like sticks who doesn't like doesn't take ad revenue on YouTube, has his own beliefs, has his own he sells his own products. He's got to he research it himself. Yeah, he's got to research it himself. So it's like. All this stuff's happening, and Hollywood really is at the forefront of it because so much of the propaganda is pushed through there. Mm-hmm. So. Same thing for here, guys. But if you don't follow Brett, Brett's the real deal. I mean, if you if you look at Brett and how much research he does for this stuff, he was texting me articles all night last yeah. night. He really works really hard, and I, I'm not just buttering you up. I'm just oh. I'm just trying to let people know. Well, uh, you here's know, 140 dollars. Thank you. That yes, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I'm in charge. Well, me and Mary like to joke all the time. Like 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 we're in charge of the fake news here. Like we're we're we're, we're the fake news arm of. Well, I of think it's because you're passionate about yeah. what you do. Like yeah. you guys really get into these topics like you you don't just read a review of the movies like you watch the movies yourselves I think that like so much of culture right now is somebody being like I've heard this is the majority opinion so I'll regurgitate it and say it's someone else who then says this to someone else oh I love pissing off both sides now because like people get mad when like like I I do get messages from people who are like uh, because I like I make fun of people who overuse woke 
I'm like, look, it's like they now attribute literally everything to that. I'm like, there is such thing as just a bad movie. There is such a thing as just a bad piece of media. Not everything is just because of that. Like it's like like the joke is always like it's like, oh, are there women in it? Oh, that's super woke, dude. Like oh, a movie with chicks. Well, and like, can you even define woke? Exactly. Like, there's no de- there's no definition. Same to thing it with anyways. like conservative. Or well, same the, thing with there's a thing called the golden ratio for women, Brett. And I'm going to teach you this because you need this for your podcast too. Uh, Stan Lee developed this, uh, the, the founder and father of Marvel yeah. Comics, and uh, Ethan Van Skyver brought this to prominence recently. But if you look at the way that he did things with the X-Men originally with the Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. there's always three or four men to one woman. And that way the woman doesn't overwhelm and talk too much, because if you get it 50-50, the women are just going to talk yeah. about everything. But three or four to one works really well. We're not quite at the good ratio right we're here. At, we're two to one in this room. Not quite not, as good. Yeah. So if there's two women here, we'd be at a diner eating food in the comic To panel, be fair. And we'd be talking about something inconsequential. <laughs> Well, yes. normally I'm oh on God, with Mary on uh, Tuesdays, and so it's it's a reverse two to two one ratio. Oh no. And usually and I, we survive the show, but I mean, I mean, I think it's I, probably I, not as good as if we had more men. I will. Uh, yeah, well, uh, we get wow. done. We get that was done. The, that's the smartest thing you've ever said. Is, we, okay. Yes, <laughs> we get done those days, and I'm like, I need a drink. Oh crap, I don't drink. Like, yeah, no, that doesn't happen. That's it's like, like a bag of Skittles, just straight. Well, the, the other thing that's funny about it is like when it's not structured, you know, the same way a corporation is. Sometimes some people have more to say about one topic than another. When you watch like a network show, there's a person whose job it is just to be the straight man, whose job it is just to be this person. And that role rarely ever, if ever changes. It's just boxes, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like here, it's like the things that Mary cares about, Mary is very passionate about, she will speak heavily on. The things I care more about, I will speak heavily on. When we did our reviews of Velma, episodes one and two bothered me more and I was very, very angry. Yeah. Episodes three and four, she had more to say than I did. I was, I mean, by that point, I was just dejected. Well, and, and you guys have opted not to do some, like you guys don't talk about uh, anime. No. Because like neither one of you are specifically passionate yeah. about it. It's very... Uh, it's complicated and it's niche so yeah. you guys are like we're just not suited for it like that's a big thing is not covering a ton of stuff like even even the Sessler and the Frost stuff is the outskirts of the culture war not necessarily something I'm super interested in and that's the edge of where like we even we moved that discussion to comics because it was more relevant to both of our experiences True. right like the idea is like I don't want to talk about stuff that I don't have an interest in because people can go watch regular TV if they want to watch a bunch of stuff about stuff people are that are pretending to be interested in why aren't you watching anime is the real question uh, look I, I don't that's have a it. different topic okay. for a different Sorry, I sorry, did. Sorry. I did watch. Uh, I did start trying to watch because I watched the Legend of Vox Machina, the the one based on Critical Role, and I I really thought it was a. Uh, draining and boring that doesn't the, really count no i know i know okay. but, it's, like, but it was, it's relevant to what we were discussing now because i tried to start watching season two i'm like ugh, <laughs> which is funny too because i love uh, ashley johnson from the show she's a fantastic actress so i love her work but like in general i just i can't dude i just i, I have the stuff i like like i don't even like switching genres that much i watch a lot of the same genres most of the time we'll so. work on him chat we'll <laughs> work on him they, they were like oh there's people in the like that send me messages like i know you don't like to watch it but here's a good one like they're giving me like intro courses so it's like hey somebody one day will be the one who like uh, who finally gets me into it and they'll Converts be able to you. yeah they will be I able have to a dream that. that you're gonna watch Evangelion and Hannah Claire's gonna watch Die Hard and all of the world's problems are perfect movie. just solved let's go to Super Chats okay uh, Bobcat says Claire Hannah good job on Slightly Offensive thank you so much uh, Dumbledurp says <laughs> I never get over that name uh, I never considered the difference of opinion in politics in oh. religion or, sorry you gotta scroll for yep. me uh, in philosophy, as cause for withdrawing from a friend, Thomas Jefferson and Brett. Yeah, it's it's weird that people like uh, if I was to give them the benefit of the doubt, 
you could say that it's because they're extremely passionate and maybe you just you feel their priorities are misplaced. Yeah. Well, but it's like it's it's a it would be a byproduct of being very passionate about something that you have strong opinions on. But I think that there's like a problem of priorities and value that uh, values there that I think just don't I think there us. are probably all things that like we could say like if this person did something or said this thing like I probably could not look past it no matter what but like is it that they voted for someone or yeah. whatever else like probably not it's probably something extremely serious right um guitarist Gabe says is Wendigoon on your radar at all he would be a great guest to have on to talk about uh horror or conspiracy theories also when will any of you be on Timcast again uh, I haven't been on Timcast in a while. Yeah. Like, it's been a very long time since I've been on. I, it's funny, too, because I, like, I, I always like it. Because once you start hosting the show mm-hmm. and you do the show where you don't have to do any of the hosting, it's so much it's so much easier. Yeah. Like, we have, like, a normal, like, rotation of people that yeah. go on. But uh, it's sort of on pause until Luke leaves. Until, so. until we get rid of Tell Luke. Tell Luke to get out of here and like, we'll all like, be back. Get in the RV and go, Just dude. Go. Like, ugh. Um, I like Luke. Well, but here's the thing. Also, like when you do that, then people get mad because like, look, people don't like people aren't coming to me. I literally make fun of people who like politics a lot. Like, so it's like I'm literally I I call like I I have a thing where I I do like to call people who love politics dorks because I think people get too into it. Like you should stay informed. You should be politically aware. People don't know when to turn it off. And I think it's the same energy as someone who like is obsessed with like a specific comic book or obsessed with a sports team. Like you can't tell me that's not exactly the same. Like you can be a nerd about whatever you're into you're just like super into it but like i originally like when i would do irl it would be friday episodes like i went on when they had dallas on because mm-hmm. he was making you did like pop culture yes he yeah. was there doing uh, he was advertising movies for the daily wire and stuff like that so that was relevant to, mm-hmm. to what they were talking about but like it seems like recently all the friday episodes have been heavy so it's like they don't need they don't need the funny guy uh or trying to be funny over there they're all talking really serious I'm like yeah well have you seen this movie where this happened like it's that's not really relevant but yeah. i do i uh, hopefully one of us will uh, we will do irl again soon i would like to do that um also when do i will look into wendigoon uh I, i've looked into i've been trying to keep a good list list of people to look into the show cool. somebody mentioned uh, a youtuber and a twitch streamer named ellie in video land who i reached out to i have not heard back from i would like to to do that i'm also going to uh hold john hostage and get his entire contact list of people to i'm gonna get to, everybody on your show yeah let, let's, let's go john's like i've got an in um okay Monkey D. Shane says, sorry for hitting the Crowder topic, but when MJ is a free agent in his prime, you ask him what he needs. Yeah, I mean... The, MJ the, being Michael Jordan, right? Yes, the, the argument sports. here... I, I think Tim's point is really the best, is that the, the contract doesn't work for somebody of Crowder's size. Once you get to Crowder's size, you have to start looking at your own infrastructure and not what a company can offer you because he can do so much better on his own. Daily Wire? I'll sign. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take a cool talent for like, them. I will take the fifty million. And, and, yeah, uh, I as well will take. Like, I will take. <laughs> like, as long as I can keep my production costs this exact production. Like, and then, and then yeah, like yeah. I, I as I lose them, just Tim just as sells I, you to as as they as I just lose the Daily Wire millions and millions. We talked of dollars, about having like, a like Cast Castle episode with the Daily Wire, and I don't really know how involved in this conversation Taylor yeah. was, where it was like like doing baseball trades, where it's like, okay, well, we'll give you two writers if you give us this person. Um, um, who knows? Um, let's see. Bobcat says uh, Wendelgoon. Wendigoon is cool, but Love Lodge is much closer and can be and can school Brett about some free. You have to uh, scroll on. for me. Sorry. Okay. Uh, 
Scree Manson and why stonework is it's so a, expensive. Ah, that's a, it's Laura Lodge. I'm, I'm writing it down. Look, I, I would love the idea that this show goes beyond just like movies and comics and have other people on. Like I've kind of tried to trend like today's actually a, a horrible example because we've kind of taken some more serious topics today. But like yesterday, we're like Alec Baldwin's over party. Let's make fun of Alec Baldwin. Like, Sometimes I feel like it's because I'm on. Like Brett stopped me in the hallway and he's like, so we're going to do light topics today. It's going to be fun. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I love it. And then I'm like, well, Maybe we're I actually going to bring really down serious. the news. Yeah, you kind of bring this like, like serious. <laughs> Serious energy. Serious I've been meaning energy. to talk to you about that. Okay, thanks, yeah. HR. Uh-huh. Um, okay, uh, Garfer says just to just for the ask. I feel like Hannah Claire named Hannah Claire like my dad Sven Jorgen, a two word first name. I wish uh, you to for you to say Jorgen. Is that how you pronounce or that? Jorgen. Is it Jorgen? I think Jorgen. My friends who were Swedish would always say Jorgen, like the Y sound for their J's. But I'm not the best at that kind of pronunciation. Let's do two more, and then we will move on to the next topic. Okay. Uh, Bobcat said this crap in comics has also killed off gaming stores too. Wokeness kills downstream business. Yeah, the biggest loser in all of this is the smaller shops, right? Like nobody, like the Disney's insulated. To an extent, Warner Brothers is insulated, but the poor comic book shop that gets bullied into buying the garbage, they're not insulated. That's some dude who spent his life savings because he's passionate about what he's doing who is then bullied by a bunch of dorky journalists to buy something because uh, if not you're a bigot and by the way uh the guy i mentioned at the beginning of the show uh he went out of business in 2019 and had to close his shop see it's yeah. awful That's so sad. yeah it really is <laughs> i there's a couple places in the area that have like local comic book stuff and don't really buy comic books i'm a huge fan of calvin and Hobbes. that's about as far hey, as my comic knowledge look, gets how how uh how good would the world be if every creator who made their own stuff had the like artistic like the ability to say no that Bill Watterson had to yeah, just like seriously. would not let them license out Hobbs as a as a stuffed animal. Well, we kind of have that. Like, I mean, it, for the independent creators like uh, like Eric July, Ethan Van Skyver, myself, like we don't really answer to anybody except for our customers. Yeah. So it's like we'll write what we want, and uh, I think the passion comes through a lot be- a lot better in projects you, like that too. Do you feel like the challenges then like making sure? The, like the public knows how to get to your stuff definitely like, that's yeah that to go back to, to like the part. crowder i mean crowder doesn't really know the crowder daily wire thing like there are benefits to being a free agent and running your own stuff but there are also benefits to being with an established organization that can give you like up like people say like you can publish your own book or you can be with a publishing house well the publishing house is going to take a cut but they might be able to like do well, they'll give you they'll give you the it. advance and the infrastructure they uh yeah i mean i probably spend about 10 times the amount of time marketing as i do writing at this point which really? kind of yeah which I don't mind. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I have a business background too, so I'm You're cool like, with that. Cool, but I know cool. not everybody can do that too. Yeah. Well, like for yeah. me, like I would never want to be like, I love the work, but I wouldn't want to do the business side. Like you have to be a business minded person to want to do that. Like every job I've ever had, I've still like jobs that I've loved. I stay at for years. Like I don't leave if I love the work, right? If I love my employer, if I love that stuff, I'm not, I'm just not the entrepreneur. You're a good side. employee, sir. Like, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> that's like, I know that that's like an insult in today's world, but like, look, I, I love what we're doing here. I love the work here. So it's like, why would you leave for yeah. the, you know, well, things are going on. So let's, uh, let's read one more and then we will, and then we'll move on. Okay. I have, uh, Martin Santiago says a girl I've been talking to for years and I just argued about Asian hate and that's in quotes and Trump calling it the China virus. And he said one of two. So we're on a cliffhanger here. Okay. Should I read a second one? It's right underneath it. Yep. Uh, he said, Martin Santiago says she told me not to talk to her until I find a video of him condemning it i sent it to her and she left me on red lol cringe yeah she's not gonna like look the number one thing that i found and people might disagree with me on this 
you can't lead people to these. They, they have to want to get to the truth. It's themselves. the horse and water they, thing. Yeah, they, they, they will not accept the evidence unless they're ready to accept the evidence. You have to either be a naturally open-minded person or you have to really be looking. There has to be something that was a third party that had nothing to do with somebody asking you to think about it differently. Something has to trigger something in their brain to cause them to want to change. Also, Someone responded to him, you should have left her on red. And really, like, <laughs> Kung Flu was the greatest thing to come out of the pandemic. It was. I thought it was hilarious. Um, I'm telling you, nitro meth or nothing, the, guys. Yeah. Uh, also, like, they, they, were, they were talking on IRL the other night. They mentioned um, back, uh, Vax That Ass Up, the, the song. Oh, yeah. For, okay. And uh, I, I would one-up them and say the JoJo song about stay in instead of get out was my personal favorite of the music cringe from COVID. So, you know. What a wild time we all went through. I know, right? It was it was a different time, guys. It's like it was our it was like our it was our it was our own private Vietnam right there in the middle of uh, of 2020. We're moving on, guys. <laughs> all right. So, Octavia Spencer, this is really interesting. Octavia, do you know who Octavia Spencer is the actress? I've heard of her. Okay. So, so she says that she has experienced more racism in LA then Alabama. Well, isn't that just shocking? People are nice in Alabama. Isn't, yeah, isn't that just shocking? So People are mean in proven LA. over and over again. Yeah. Oh, that, like, all all the stereotype freaking, all, the South is racist, and then it turns out like the Northeast is way more racist. Well, yeah. Well, the, the number one thing about it is is like it's all projection, right? Yeah. Like they, they think, and they've. It's like you mentioned earlier about writers not doing any research. They don't actually visit these places. They're called flyover states for a reason to them. They've never actually traveled to these places, or if they did come from these places, they hated it to begin with and like the ones that seem to move to California and never come back had a real hatred for like they de they develop a hatred for that place you know Ta Tahoe is beautiful in California I don't know if you've yeah. been there but like I have it's beautiful yeah it's got its, it's, it's got, got its charms, charms. <laughs> so it says during a recent interview she explained that she thought she had uh, she anticipated that the the city in the blue state would be a free and liberal thinking place once she got there she experienced more racism than she ever had in Alabama Spencer who wow. starred in big Hollywood productions such as the help and hidden figures made well ugh, uh, hidden figures uh, made her revealing comments on the podcast uh, WTF with Mark Marin so it says the topic came about when the actress spoke fondly of her upbringing in Montgomery uh, while seemingly caught uh, caught Marin off guard because of stereotypes of black people living in the deep south. Here's the number one thing. They always expect that they're going to hear bashing back mm -hmm. to them, right? And then they're always shocked when they don't, mm -hmm. right? So it says, breaking down the stereotype, the actress stated, I think everywhere is heavy. Everywhere is heavy. Everywhere has its history, you know? I'm, you know what I mean? I think everywhere has its problems. And that's the problem. California, New York City can't admit that they have their own problems. Well, everybody else is forced to grapple with their problems because the media that tells them they exist come out of these two places. Yeah, and I yeah. would say that like, there are a couple places I've, I have a really good friend who grew up in Mississippi and she uh, talks about this a lot like growing up white in Mississippi and being aware of like the legacy that's there yeah. and also what I find really interesting is she's able and I wish I could remember the names off the top of my head but like there are a couple books that she's read memoirs of people who have moved there who grew up there like they are then producing interesting basically art to then figure out what this means without it being just like you were wrong and bad and you should pay for it and your great 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 grandchildren should pay for it you know what I mean like there is this really interesting reckoning that Hollywood is just skipping over because they feel like they've made a decision about what these places well, are like and not even reckoning they're just pretending like the change never happened mm -hmm. they're literally just gaslighting you into believing that nothing's changed like there have been more than a few times where you're kind of led to believe like did the 90s even happen 
Like, was there was that actually like such a great time mm. in in human history? It was. It was. It was but great. you're gaslit into believing what were you guys that it doing wasn't. in the nineties. Uh, I don't know. Being a kid, yeah, <laughs> playing hockey and baseball, yeah, started skating. So was again. it good because you guys were kids, or was it good because like it was a different time culturally? I think culturally, like Both. I mean, you were taught just to just kind of accept everybody's differences a little bit and just mm-hmm. kind of be chill with everybody. It's not that you just had to like bow down to like them because of their skin color, which is kind of what it's at now. Uh, it's it's that you just were respectful and just treated a, a person as another human being, and you did, and it was great, and. It's not like that anymore. It's like yeah. the kids these days get taught like, you know, you'd better hate yourself because you're white or because you're male or because whatever. Yeah. And it's just, it's really disgusting. It is weird that yeah. in this interview, like she'd be saying like, oh yeah, I liked growing up where I grew up. And he'd be like, mm, but did you actually like, be careful. Are you sure? Like how condescending is you that? You want to try right? again? Yeah. Because I've heard it's, it's that It's gaslighting. Yeah. It's actual gaslighting. I don't know that I've ever, like, we don't know that this host has ever been to. He's like, mm, I don't know. Seems crazy. It's actual gaslighting. Mm-hmm. So, so she goes on. She said, th- "This is the part why I mentioned the part about how them gaslighting you." So it says, uh, uh, "She did acknowledge you can't deny that the Southern history is intense." Still, Spencer explained how she grew up uh, after the more racist period of Alabama's history, telling Marin, "Well, what's beautiful for, for me." Got to pause that, that there because the see how they phrase that. Yeah. The more racist, and this implying, is Fox News, like, implying yeah. they're still racist now, right? Yeah, yeah this is it's bizarre. not over, but it's just not as. Exactly. Well, I mean, but that's the thing. I think there's they're right in a way that they, the media, has made this a more racist time. Yeah, yeah. they have. Yeah. But they're saying like it's not as bad as yeah. it was back in the past. Not when we were doing it. Says, right. Well, what's beautiful for, for me is that that stuff preceded me. You know, I was this child of the '70s. You know, as you grow older and the things that you can remember that wasn't part of my history, I learned about it. Not everything, anything that I, not anything, every, not everything, anything was that that I experienced. So like, she didn't actually go through any of this. Her mom went through it. Her grandma, her grandma went through it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of shocking to me that they just keep going with this and they won't seem to let up. But uh, I, I, it's like they can't have it pushed back in their faces so many times before they realize that they're kind of the problem and it's not middle America yeah. and it's not these other places. It's California yeah. where they're focused on it more. Well, and this interviewer asked, like, yeah. have you, has anyone in your family experienced racism? Yeah. And she's like, My no. Mother. <laughs> yeah. that, it says it asks if racism affected her family in any way to which she replied no like, my mother definitely you know taught us about the world and the realities the harsh realities of the world in history but growing up in Alabama I'm going to be honest I felt more racism when I first moved here than I ever had in Atlanta she added so it's like what are they supposed to do like eventually they're gonna what's that quote like uh, the 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 um, the need for racism is out like uh, has out uh, do you know what I'm talking it's a, it's a Thomas Sowell quote um, the demand for racism outstrips the the actual mm. amount. Well, Little Wayne got in trouble yeah. once because yeah. someone was interviewing him and he was like, "No, I've never been affected by racism." Well, that's, no, most people haven't. That's that's the and they were whole like, "Wait, but lie. you grew up black in uh, New Orleans, so probably you have." And he was like, "No, I don't think so." No, and well, he that's based on <laughs> also his... Raven Simone. Sorry, it's all coming back yeah. to me. Now. Yeah, that, I mean, there's celebrity after celebrity after celebrity who actually says this, but they just get drowned out or they get hated on because of it because mm-hmm. it's a it's a violation of the narrative. That's what's more important to these. And people. I think it's weird that it's so. Shocking talking to these hosts right yeah like they would be they would they are prepared to be like i'm so sorry for everything you went to they're not prepared to be like oh you didn't oh you had a good life oh I, that doesn't Shoot. work could you come, come up with a tragedy for us well you know what the pro- you know what the problem is too is that what's going to happen now is that the younger generation and i see this far more the younger generation which has been indoctrinated into believing all of this will then be telling them in 20 years that they did go through it more Mm -hmm. like I was reading I was reading stuff from some of the actors on The Last of Us and all of the quotes I love 
not only do I do I uh, contribute to the IMDb trivia section, I read the the quote section for actors, and all of the young actors, all of the quotes are about overcoming overcoming their victimhood and status victimhood yeah. and, and things they've gone through and inclusion and diversity and all this stuff so in 20 years it's going to feel worse because they're literally speaking it, it into existence the, the social media does incentivize that because like you get uh like you get attention for negativity quite a bit so if yes. you're like i'm neurodivergent and was harassed and blah 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 you, i mean uh you know donate to my patreon it's a lot easier than hey i have a great life donate to my patreon like mm-hmm. i mean you don't you you don't intrinsically want to connect with I have a great life, which is weird. I mean, yeah, you should want to. Well, I guess. also it's like you don't have to make yourself compelling by like becoming witty or right. like being learned or studying stuff or like advocating for a good cause. You can just be like, I've had a tough life, and so you owe it to me some kind of support because really, like, I am uh, in some ways recovering from a trauma, and like our instinct is to help people who have been through traumatic situations. Yes. Right, like that is a wonderful part of humanity, and like in some ways we're twisting this to be like you have to i don't think it actually helps people i think no. it's creating just a, a terrible cycle honestly and so. it's, i think that's also part of the part uh the fact that the internet creates a, a place where you're selling a product all the time meaning that like okay it, like you mentioned with patreon to uh, subscribe to my patreon because i'm doing this not like, mine they banned me yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah there you go like um, why why did they ban you uh they said hate speech but they didn't tell me what it was they didn't give you a specific no. like here was the hate speech no they just said it's hate speech it's uh, it's uh, not appealable. Uh, have a nice day, and what? it's like, yeah, no Did answer. Did you move to something that, else? Because there's a couple other. Options. Yeah, I'm on Subscribestar now, but and yeah. they're like, okay, or they eventually no problem. Like- yeah, uh, is uh, was that because was that when the comic czar lady was over there? Um, uh, I I I have, I have people just follow me around, kind of report me for stuff at this juncture. But who's like, the lady? Yeah. Who's the comic book? Uh, that was uh, that was Kickstarter. Um, but she's gone now. What was her name? I don't remember her name. Chloe or is it Zhao something? But they fired her a couple years was ago. Was it Chloe Zhao or was Chloe Zhao the one who made Eternals? Chloe Zhao might have been the one who made Eternals. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that and then well, didn't she go on to like run somebody's Kickstarter and then like quit like yes. halfway through or something? Yeah. Yeah. I love. See, I love the drama of the comic book industry. I'm just as bad as everyone else. I I, I follow the drama. Even <laughs> men if I'm love drama, just yeah, like, like Anna Claire said. Yeah. Like, as long as I can do it from like thirty thousand foot view, I just don't want to be a part of it. Right? Well, like I think I, to go back to my drama comment, like I yeah. think there's drama in war, right? Like you yeah. can't watch a war movie like about like Revolutionary War or World War Two and tell me like there's not drama to it. It's big time drama. I mean, we're t- everybody's just talking about Ukraine every day because it's drama, mm-hmm. right? Oh man, did you see the? Did you see drama. the? Um, you weren't on the show when they had the uh, the E thought Ukraine soldier women. No, the, but the, I'm the not best surprised. pop, the best propaganda ever. It's just hot women in see, military fatigues. One of the things that I like that comes up on my reels right now is like it'll be like like very like good looking girls in like, in like US army fatigues being like getting ready to be a barracks bunny and then some guy's like wait nope propaganda yes. like <laughs> that's not no no oh, I saw do that it. one too yeah. don't do it like, don't I've seen a couple it. of them now and yeah. I'm like this is making me laugh yeah, it's like it's literally like there might as well be like a created by the US army at yeah. the bottom yes. like it's like don't <laughs> like wake up trap. don't fall for this it don't fall for it it's all a freaking psyop so yeah. look in Hollywood is Hollywood is a psyop telling you that every uh, everyone you've ever known is racist is a psyop telling it's us all the, them the place that you loved growing up in is, is racist right. is a psyop yep so like don't don't take our word for it take Octavia Spencer's word for it who actually lived there yeah don't it, take the word of the Hollywood writer 
take the word of the person who actually came from yeah you. it reminds me like if you grow up in a small town sometimes you got people who like move away and like hopefully they love their lives and doing cool things but you'll get people who are like no i live in this big city and even though i have 100 roommates and an incredible credit card debt like my life is better because i'm out of our small town well yeah no <laughs> i saw like I saw, your identity is being like someone who escapes something that's like actually not that bad but small you know? towns are great yeah oh yeah. yeah like that's like my like my dream is to retire to a he has to a one small in town. mind like that's uh, i do i do have i Where? have an actual town in mind medford minnesota that's medford where, minnesota yeah, medford. Interesting. it's uh, just far enough outside the cities that i can that i can still go if i want to but like who, who knows it'll probably look completely different by that time but that is like that is is that not the number one trope of hollywood growing up was the ingenue who escaped the the little uh, the small town to move to the big city and become successful granted it always turns into horror stories sure but that's but also, also the only hollywood experience though because all those people where people were trying to come from small towns or whatever trying to make it in hollywood yeah. And then, like, they're trying to romanticize that because, you know, I mean, they get Harvey Weinstein for real. Yeah, right? or right? they work crazy internships. They never have health insurance. Like, they are constantly promised things. Like, it is hard to work in Hollywood in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. it's not that I have total sympathy. It's a choice that you make. But, like, it's it's not the glamorous thing that it would be nicer for them if it was, right? So if they keep this dream alive that, like, Hollywood's a utopia where everyone's better and has better values and everything's prettier. Like, you're from California. Like, California, like any other states, has its pros and cons. And going to L.A. to pursue a career in Hollywood, like, is not going to save you from whatever, whatever issues yep. you're dealing with internally. Yeah. So I uh, just don't listen to it. And I have, to, I have to kind of remind myself of this because it's very easy to let this stuff get to you. Like if you don't check yourself, and especially if you're not aware of what's going on, it's very easy to let the propaganda get to you and let them believe they can really construct a reality around you mm -hmm. and force you to believe something that's not real because so much of your life takes, life takes place in front of a screen now. Mm -hmm. So let's go Super Chats. We got some there. Uh, Kiko Man says, uh, check out John De La Rosa's channel and consider his Flying Sparks comics. Also, check out A Drink With Crazy channel who covers indie creators with a great, uh, with a great Iron Age community. Okay. That's kind of cool. Thanks, Kiko Man. Uh, is this person new? I haven't been in in a couple weeks. Kiko Man is one of yours. Yeah, he's one of my yeah. fans. Yeah. He has, oh, he has invaded yeah. us today. Oh, so you today. brought him with you. Yeah. That's so cool. I, I try to add value, okay? I, you added a lot of value. It's been great having you here. Um, X says, HCB, just read your J6 article going back. Yes, uh, I'm covering the J6 trials that are going on in D.C. Just because I feel like you should have the information and you should know what's going on. And I think I'm going to go back next week. Uh, so, yeah, keep keep on the lookout. Uh, Kiko Man, who is obsessed with you, man. He's no, my guy. Uh, also, check out Shadow of the Conqueror by Shad M. Brooks. His work was beautifully illustrated by Mike Mark S. Miller. Check out his art at Blacklist Universe. Oh, Mike S. Miller would be a great guest for you guys. I'll, I'll talk to you about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, why? Who is he? He's a, he's a comic artist. He actually did the Game of Thrones adaptation to comics uh, as an artist. Yeah. And uh, he worked on Injustice for DC. Did you ever see the yeah. Injustice cartoon? Yep. So he did the comic version of that. The, yeah. uh, I am like I am far like I haven't read comic books really in a long time. I love the end, especially pre twenty seventeen DC animated movies. It was good it's, stuff back that then. That was it was so good. Yeah, it was such a good time. Uh, X says we barely hear the crisis parties. Could 
Uh, you crank it up to PT- <laughs> PTSD inducing levels. Pretty Dude, it's, it's so loud in here, guys. I'm like, gonna I'm gonna hide under the table. The only happens. the only other option would be to crank it into the headphones, and we'd have to figure out another way to do that because it's related to our automation. Oh and gosh. I don't know if that's actually possible. We just need to get weirder and weirder sounds, like yeah, like, uh, dolphin noises coming in, like <gasps> super high pitch. Like it, it just yeah, exactly PTSD. Uh, Shimmy Shelley says Super Gods by Grant Morrison, all about soups as modern foils for mythology and archetypes. Grant's an interesting dude too. Mary would hate him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Mary would like the... Uh, Interesting's a great word to describe him. <laughs> I, I, I don't would know. You, what's your adjective I'm for sorry. Him? Great way to describe them. Yes. <laughs> um, Bobcat says, HC, do you need me to bring pizza and beer so you can actually complete the challenge I set you so long ago? It was Bobcat who said the Was it Bobcat? That's must so have funny. been Bobcat. Um, I have campaigned to like have a day where everyone has to sit with me while I watch it and we just get food delivered. Like maybe the final two movies we could there do something like that. Uh, I would not suggest live streaming though, both for the copyright and because you'll see me being like, this just doesn't make sense. This just so like, <laughs> why, why are they doing that? Um, it's been a fun challenge because I feel like to back up my I don't like sequels thing. Like there are things I like about the movies. They're they're yeah. fun, and if they're your thing, that's cool. But like for me. I'm just gonna say they're high art, they're beauty, they're cinema, at and its I'm finest. just a simpleton. It's too complicated. Except for Top me. Gun Maverick was the greatest sequel of all time. Uh, Top Gun Maverick was like it's like uh, we were talking earlier. It's like I don't cry at movies, but I almost I all- like Top Gun Maverick. I'm not saying no sequels, right? Yeah. But good okay. sequels, not just like mass marketing sequels, right? Like we are not just like no. cranking out stuff to like make the make money. I I would want that, and I recognize Brett always says to me this: the Fast and Furious thing started because Brett would be like, "But they make money. They, they make, make money." money. And who am I to argue with capitalism? Yeah. But and look, the Fast and Furious—it got me. It was really good. But when you get that final scene where he's riding off on the motorcycle with her, and the music's blaring, come on, oh, man! Yeah. You're not a red-blooded American if you don't love that scene. And it was like a carefully like cherished franchise that they put yeah. thought into. Um, I don't know how to say. What, what do we call this guy? Love bug? Yeah, there you I go. I can't change my name now, so I'm. I don't really want to read it. <laughs> that's okay. That's I mean that's that's clearly he, badass. Judging laughing. by the judging by the um, the the avatar, it's uh, it's badass. But he used to change his name all the time. He'll probably change it later. He's saying he can't now. Is that because it got stuck? Stuck. YouTube stuck is like, like that's that. enough. Let's do two more, and then we'll do the final story, and then we will finish all the super chats. Okay. Um, Matt's. S-Box Emporium. S-Box Emporium. See, these guys are recurring characters, and Brett knows exactly what to say. Anyone seen the Zach Bryan F-Off Ticketmaster stuff? No. Is that, is, that that is. is that like a sequel to the Taylor Swift t- uh, Ticketmaster stuff? I'm intrigued. <laughs> Ticketmaster is such a wild... It's a psyop. Movie. Yeah, seriously. Ticket, Ticketmaster is just a, a branch of the CIA, I'm convinced. It's a huge scam. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. It's actually a monopoly that the U.S. government authorized, and then yeah. they're like, well, actually, this isn't working. Uh, Matt's S-Box Emporium says, hashtag $2 gang, hashtag peanut color, hash, or no, hashtag just gang gang. Gang gang. Like, hey, that's how you know you're a Gen Zer when you say gang gang, right? Or is that a millennial thing? Was gang gang a, a millennial thing? I don't know. All right, guys, we're moving on. Batman. Batman himself, he wants to talk to you about insidious body standards for men. It's very hard to be a man in Hollywood. You got to be very careful. They're going to get very upset with you if you don't have the perfect body. And, and Robert Pattinson says That's right. I'm, I'm being a little bit hyperbolic. Okay, I'm being very hyperbolic. I just thought this would be funny because, number one, the this story broke. The, the original part of this story broke like two years ago when the Batman was in full swing for production. And he did the interview where he says he's not working out for the movie. And everyone went nuts. And I'm like, it kind of just sounds like British humor to me. 
and that's what it was. Like he's mm. like he very clearly had to work out for the movie. He's just a naturally skinny guy to begin with. But it says Robert Pattinson is no stranger to getting in shape for movie roles from Twilight to the Batman. But the actor has also been vocal about insidious body standards men face both in and out of Hollywood. Thoughts, Hannah Claire, do men have insidious body No, you body tell standards? me what your thoughts are first because you're a man. I don't want to speak on your turn. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's right. That's right. Uh, you need to. Also, John, you can speak on this. You, you also need man. to you need to listen and believe. That's what you need to do here. Uh, believe I, all men. Hashtag. I, yes. I think what's funny about it is that. Um, all the attention goes to you know the insidious body standards for women, but the men kill themselves all the time in Hollywood to look perfect. Like there's the story about Top Gun Maverick where all of the dudes got they spent months getting into shape for the beat for the volleyball scene. Well, it wasn't volleyball; they did the weird um, football. What Their team they? building Their exercise yeah, with, with no shirts beach, on, with yeah. no shirts on, and yeah. they spent months getting into shape for it, and then pigged out on food. Which is what Brad and I are doing after the show, yeah, exactly. By the way. And yeah. but as soon as the normal thing, yeah. But it's not just that; they also ended up doing. I mean, all of the actors in Marvel do that all the time. Chris Evans talks a lot about how when he did the scene in Captain America: Civil War, where he holds the helicopter to the uh, to the wall uh, when Bucky's trying to get away, like he got into shape perfectly for that exact scene. There's YouTube videos where you can actually watch his regimen. Like yeah. and and if you see it, you're ben, like this ben is Affleck insane. In Ben yeah. Affleck, when he was becoming big, Ben Affleck got yoked when he became mm-hmm. bad. Like he like doubled in size. Like it, like like when you, there's the first trailer, and I still I still remember this to this day when Tyrone Magnus did his re- like his uh, re- initial reaction to the first trailer for Batman vs Superman, and it's why I, lo- I I don't love those movies, but I do love Ben Affleck as Batman. There's this scene of him getting up out of the rubble, and he's just enormous. Like, he's gigantic. Mm. Like, they never, like, they always talk about it in glowing terms as, like, the men, it's just, it's just their job. They have to do this. But anytime the women have to get in shape, somebody, usually not the, the necessarily the person who's doing it, but they're going to get teed up with questions from corrupt journalists where it's like, well, what do you think about these crazy standards you have mm-hmm. for your job? And then they... Well, and they'll say, like, women get interviewed and it's like, how did you do this? Like, what's your... And they were like, everyone just asked me about my diet. But, like... That exactly happens to men too, yeah. who are asked to put bulk up for these roles. Marvel has else, like, laws. Like uh, you, I don't know if they still have it anymore. You used to have to put on twenty pounds of muscle or something like that to to get a job in a Marvel movie. I mean, they, and they get the best personal trainers, they get the best dietitians, uh, they get the best jabs. I'm sure if they uh, want yeah, them, I, I have no idea. I can't confirm that, but. I assume that most of them you don't like, bulk up that fast when, without when some it's help. In th- I'm sorry. When it's three months, <laughs> when it's three months, I'm just I assume that somebody with a brown bag of pharmaceuticals helped you. That's just that's my assumption. I can't prove it, but uh, logic. It's like when people are like Liver Kings, not Natty. Imagine my shock. I can't believe that. I I think part of this conversation, like it, it sounds funny because it's like oh men are complaining about something, but like I think it's fair. I think it's fair to be like. Yes, men also have to face different body standards that are maybe, like, not natural to everyone. I really like old movies, and I think old movies, like, actually had people who looked more normal. They look like actual people, right? They look like actual people. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I think of, like, old Christmas movies and, like, Bing Crosby's in it, and, like, he's adorable. But, like, I don't think he's, like, today modern Hollywood handsome, right? Right. But he is a convincing actor, and he does a good job in his role. Like, I think that we don't need these body standards unless there is a specific part of the character right like there could be a time when it's like 
like B- Batman for superheroes sure, it's kind of different because they're sense. super right right right, right. Yeah. or like um, we're supposed to be the epitome of, right. of human evolution or like uh, didn't Jake Gyllenhaal lose a lot of weight for like Nightcrawler or something or, well, or uh, not just one? him the machinist um, Christian Bale for was it the machinist um, Robert John Burke lost a whole ton of weight like to the point where he mm-hmm. was basically a skeletal structure mm-hmm. in Joaquin Phoenix for the Joker but like the same thing was it Renee Zellweger who did like What's that? Uh, Bridget Jones' diary, and she put on a ton of weight. Like Matilda, right. the, Matil- like the lady for Matilda that just came out. Yeah, uh, I Maggie mean, Smith. it's not unheard of. I just think that like we are willing to back women up with it, and we're not willing to also support men and being like, yeah, it is crazy that you would also be on a really restrictive diet. And sometimes I think it's because we have this campaign of like you should love women and all kinds of bodies and do whatever. And like, yeah, totally real. Like you should be more. Whoa! Oh, room disagrees with Look. me. Look. When <laughs> welcome to the party. But when when women, Brad has to wait. I will general. I'm going to generalize a little bit. When when women, or at least the feminist women, see women in great shape, the first thing they think is, "Where are her organs? Where are her organs? How could I? It's unrealistic. How could I ever look like that?" When men see jacked superheroes, they're like, "Holy crap! I wish I looked." It's like aspirational. That. Like, it right, is aspirational. aspirational. Yeah. yeah, and that's not that's true. Well, and I think that there are women who see you know models or whatever and feel like it is aspirational but like we have to accept as culture that like just because it's aspirational doesn't mean that you can like contort your body into doing exactly that nor should you have to right like it's a it's an ideal right but like there should be other pressure when men look at superheroes who are jacked and they're like that guy is big and buff it's not like he just looks so pretty it's like he is strong he is conveying an energy that i would also like to convey right like if you see grace kelly in a movie right like you may look at her and be like oh her waist is so slim or whatever else if you're a woman uh but you also look at her and think oh she's so elegant she's so poised like i would like that energy yeah as well. grace kelly I, I would say is probably the most beautiful person that ever lived maybe right yeah. and like i think that we realize that just like in fiction or in writing like physical manifestations of who you are in your character are there's a correlation you could see it yeah there's charisma and confidence to it also right Mm -hmm. but like hollywood has sold you like it makes them attractive and sexual and it's all about sleeping with people and so that's why men have to look this way but you shouldn't say say that about uh about women right so does that make like the push for dad bod for men some type of crazy psyop i watched a video that said probably that said dad bod propaganda was a psyop I think is. it's interesting because, like, I know women who are very much like, yeah, dad bod's totally fine. Like, it's it's not yeah. the thing because we often see this in a lot of, like, sociology. Like, women are attracted to a lot more than physicality. Men are attracted. Yeah. To, they're much more visual. It's not bad. It doesn't have to be. We don't have to demonize it. It's just part of it. And so, like, I think the dad bod culture is actually, like, the real, the idea that, like, women actually don't need you to look like a superhero to convey the energy that you are dependable and reliable and strong. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, but like you said, the, the superheroes, they're supposed to be something that you aspire to. But the, uh, the understanding is also that you can aspire to it and understand that you're not going to actually look like that. And maybe a more pragmatic person understands that look. So actually... You might have a good point here. That actually might... I might have a good point. Like, no, like, there's an argument to be made here that (laughs) it's easier for men to aspire to it because evolutionarily they don't have to achieve it. Mm -hmm. Like you say, like, you can aspire to it, but dad, you have a dad bod, that's fine. And she'll still love you. That's the thing. And women are supposed to aspire to it, but it is seen as more of a prerequisite. Mm -hmm. I would argue these days now, I see far more, like, really, like, ripped dudes with not attractive women like i see that far more yeah. than i see like 
ugly dudes with like that's that's a that's a sitcom trope. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 frumpy dude who's got the impossibly hot wife and it doesn't they never really explain why the dude is with like a woman that's like a total smoke Oh, show. we go off on modern culture with this yeah. stuff and just what like simping and online culture has done until uh, this stuff forever. But think yeah. Leia Ramini in King of Queens, mm-hmm. like she's like Kevin James is Kevin James and he looks like Kevin James and yeah. Leia Ramini looks like Leia Ramini and it is what well, it is. And like if you talked about it like with men, like yeah, if you if I'm dating a guy and he has a six pack, like that's cool. I'm not going to complain about it. But if <laughs> he loses a six pack, but he's still a wonderful person, I'm going to care about him just as much, yeah. right? Like that's a big difference. I think for women, you th- are you saying that a man in that situation, like if as a woman gets older and says well, has a baby or whatever, they're so not going to actually care what about? What I'm going to say is, I think that's women's fear. Like okay. I think women's bodies are different from men because. Like, I know that I will not be the same shape forever because hopefully, like, I'll have kids one day and that's normal. And, like, the fear is that, like, during that time when you feel, like, the most out of sorts with yourself physically, the man is going to be like, oh, but there's someone younger and prettier, right? And, like... I don't think that's actually a fair projection on most men. Right? I don't been, think most men are like no, that. No, we got an instinct to protect our but families, because right? Because Hollywood so. can't acknowledge that, like, women want to have children and therefore would put their body through that kind of change like they can't acknowledge the complexity of why women fear men rejecting them except for when they look perfect also we've got decades of hollywood propaganda where the guy just leaves her when she's pregnant or leaves her after she have kids has kids not realizing that it's always like it's a rich dude who leaves his wife and marries like a younger woman every hallmark movie that is not the reality for a middle class dude or a lower middle class dude he's not just leaving his family so that he can date some younger woman yes that might be the experience of slime bags in hollywood so that story well, might like, make more sense it, that might happen every once in however many people right yeah. but like the reality is like most men aren't so a uh, uh, focused on visual appearance that like that is the be all and end of them just like women can look past visual appearance when you start dating someone men can evaluate the value of a partner based on everything else besides physical appearance like to stereotype so much and to make someone like evil for this like that's why you get someone like Robert Pattinson needing to be like well hold on like things are not fair for men either it's because we're so disconnected from what people are actually looking for and I think that's even like a little bit I don't think he was even making that big of a deal about it but it's just really funny because he got in trouble like his personal trainer on the Batman like yelled at him or like was like why did you say that like about how he's like he made the joke about how he wasn't working out he's like why would you say that I mean I can understand that guy being like Dude, you I'm working. Fit and I'm trying my heart. It's my business. <laughs> He's like, you are a toothpick, and I'm trying to turn you into like a reasonably like built dude. You're, and you're over here. This guy's like, I'm trying to make a career, and like yeah. you're just like mocking my work. Like I would not like that. And also, like, oh yeah, somebody in the chat pointed out Pierce Brosnan was literally James Bond and has been with his wife. Yeah, his wife is uh, much bigger now than she was when they met, and they've he stood by her because it's since day like one. Marriage and are you married? Like, no. okay. But I think we can all agree it's about much more than what initially yeah. attracts you to someone, right? Yep. Like, it's more complicated than that. In yeah, if Hollywood. we want to get into that, like, sort of like, I mean, you get, it's called like limerence or, um, or just infatuation, right? Mm-hmm. And you have that state when you're like a year to a year and a half into it. And that goes away no matter what, no matter how pretty a person is, mm-hmm. no matter whatever, you get over that and you have to have something deeper, like intelligence or something like that, in order to have a sustainable relationship to begin with. Yeah. yeah. And so. to be fair to Hollywood, like, they only need to sell you the first. Two months of a yeah. relationship. They need right. to market a movie, produce it, market it, and make it sell for a while. Like, 
you have a short-term relationship with the characters on screen and that's why they have to be so exactly pretty. and inherently the the story <laughs> told in the first two months usually has more drama and more interest than telling the longer form story of how you keep a relationship together is a lot mm-hmm. harder to tell that story than it is to tell the story of just how you got together yeah so all right let's go back to super chats okay let's see um Captain Dickard says two hashtag two dollar gang two dollar gang 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 you kids in your language. <laughs> uh, Drake Tungsten says heckle. Uh, that well, thank you for the heckle. Uh, Dumbledurp says Hannah, you can't tell <laughs> the difference between comic franchises. I can't differentiate between off white and eggshell. It's uh, how we're made. That's all, that's all it is. Who's Hannah? <laughs> It's my alter ego. Ah, well, I got I got to say right now, like off white is like a color scale, and eggshells a sheen. Like you, you have oh. like yeah, so it's actually not even the same ballpark. It's not even know. the same yeah. thing. I wouldn't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, what is this? Marsupial gamer. He says, or she, I don't know. I'm so lucky to work uh, at a base company. Our CEO started mandatory diversity classes, and within three months, the board uh, fired her, <laughs> and half of the HR department and the DIE. DIE classes uh, stopped. We need to take over corporate boards. Well, yes. a lot of like, a lot also, of what people who are on boards should speak up for themselves because I suspect they are, you know, they're coerced like anybody else. Everyone, yeah. everyone talks about like national politics, but it's your school boards and your local elections you should be focusing on more than anything. Yeah, I think that's the weirdest thing about culture. It's like we get so obsessed with like who's famous or team like whatever sports. else that like it's team sports. Can you theory. even say like? what the kid like like the principal of a local elementary school is right um godzilla 2k26 says if private entities slash companies could do what they wanted uh then net neutrality couldn't operate why is twitter the exception but not the isp isn't that weird? Remember net neutrality? God, that feels that was such a vibe. Net neutrality was such a vibe. Was such a vibe. <laughs> so, like that was like like that was like a whole different time in life, right? Like that was it's uh, like twenty twenty. That was like, a great two months. Was it twenty twenty? Yeah. I thought it was early. I, I'm just saying it's like twenty twenty. Yeah, like, that yeah, whole it was year a vibe. Was like net neutrality weird. was a vibe. It is interesting that like you know they can spy on you what you're posting here, but like you can't. Uh, but your phone company is somehow. Uh, held to a different standard than than your social media companies. Yeah. I also see somebody in the chat calling something Velma nationalism, and I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm not clued into what you're talking about. But I, I kids did, and their hip terms. I, I was gonna come up with like I, I think for the next review of Velma, I'm gonna stand really hard for it, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna call it the greatest thing ever, and we'll see if anybody remembers this part where I'm like, oh, it's great. I love that scene. I the part where it. she where she degrades everyone and is cynically making fun of everything, and there's no joy or happiness in the whole thing. Like, I love that. That's the thing. I feel this like in my personal life very deeply like if you're around someone who like you know some people aren't just have they're very Eeyore-esque right yes. like they have a hard time seeing the bright things and things are always a problem and they're negative and there's a place to like express being unhappy but if you're around someone who is constantly like pointing out how bad everything and, and they have a problem with everyone and this thing is wrong and that thing's not fair like at a certain point like they are choosing their mentality and you can be sucked into it right like yep. it's know. hard to want to hang out with that yeah yeah and like so. if you leave at the end of the day being like oh i just feel like frustrated and worse like then maybe this is a sign that like that person is caught up in their own negativity and you want to help them but you have to help yourself first you got to keep your eyes on the prize and like Absolutely. i don't know don't be dominated by negativity uh drake tungsten says back flying sparks on kickstarter thanks drake 
There you go. Yeah. What is Flying Sparks? That's going to be my uh, my final volume of my series that I'm dropping next week, probably Tuesday. So That's Excellent. so cool. Yeah. How long have you been working on it? Oh, gosh, six, seven years. So, wow. yeah. Oh, Is it weird that it's like coming to an end then? Uh, I mean, we'll see if it actually comes to an end. Oh, okay. But... <laughs> okay. Uh, Clef the Misfit says, anime is not niche. Attack on the Titans episode literally gets more views in America than almost all American TV yeah. shows. Goku is an effing Macy's Day Parade. That's Manga right. has outsold Western comics for like the last half decade. That's true. Okay, I it's don't know not, a ton about it. It's not niche. It's ju- it's just so big that you need to have a lot of knowledge about it to talk about. And it's it. like it's like an it's like an on off switch. Like either you're into it or you're not. I don't know a lot of people who are like who like read one and put it down. I would say that's the same about like uh, Western comics or sci-fi or anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only thing that Western comics has this different is like, there's Spider-Man movies, you know, and and it's not like that people are into the comics. They just see those movies. Yeah. Right. right. And like, there are layers. And I like, I know that like all that stuff, like at Barnes and Nobles, like it's like the fastest growing genre. Did you see Alita Battle Angel, Brett? Yes. Okay. So yeah, yeah, I mean, so you've you've been influenced by it kind of. I have a friend who was part of the, did some of the rollerblading on the, Oh, sick. Yeah. Cool. I, I have a sports connection. Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, I, I was part of, I was obviously watching as all that stuff was happening between Alita Battle Angel and, and Captain Marvel, where you should support Woman, but not this Woman. You have to support the other Woman. That was, that was a, a vibe back then, too. That was too. a vibe, too. Yeah. yeah. They're like, like every, like. <laughs> it's like the net neutrality vibe. All the, all the shills come out for Disney. They're like, support women, just not that way. Support yeah. women this way. Yeah. Uh, Fear Me, It's Brie says, listen. Vox Machina's humor, though, it's gold. Oh, Vox Machina. Machina. Uh, look, Sorry, I can't look, read. Look, I, I just, I can't get down with it, man. Why not? Like, I just, I didn't like, like, maybe it's because, like, when we were watching it, I'm just like, I, I don't care about Critical Role, and I don't I don't really tabletop games, so it's like, you know that it's from that world. There was some bright spots in the first part. Again, I only started a little bit of season two. There were some bright spots in season one, but in general, wasn't my thing. Hmm. Wasn't my thing. Uh, Nosta B says Gurren Lagan is better anime than Neon Genesis. Yep. Wow, that's fighting words. Why? Okay. Fill me in on this drama. <laughs> the word of the day. Um, well, I'm just going to come back with uh, with uh, Ray is better than Asuka. That's Ooh, it. Better than Ahsoka. Yeah. Ooh. Asuka. Um, Not Ahsoka. Uh, uh, you need to learn to anime. Yeah. Okay. Uh, learn the anime. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, Tyler Hogue says, I think the Invincible Season 2 trailer is out. Uh, is that, like... Are you guys watching that? Uh, Invincible Season 1, like, that's that, that's another one of those things. We were talking the other day about whether Amazon Prime really deserved... They, they apparently surpassed Netflix, and I forgot that Invincible was a thing. Yeah, it was pretty like, popular for sex. Uh, like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. I forgot that Invincible was a thing. Like, it's like, uh, there's so much on there now on all these platforms that you forget just how much they're doing. But that was like, you know, I don't like watch a lot. Of, like the I read only the, anime I read the I watched, comic back in the day and the guy did this huge pro-abortion storyline in it. And, uh, you know, I'm on Team Mary, uh, so I'm, uh, I am I just couldn't do it after that. The only the yeah. only animated stuff I watch is the DC animated movies. Like mm-hmm. that's really, even, the, even the shows. Like I, I, I love uh, Justice League Unlimited and like in Batman the Animated Series. But that's like old, old stuff. Yeah. That's not the reasons of The movies are better, like for me. They're, they're less, they're also like shorter time investments. Uh, Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is like my favorite that I've seen in years. I love that movie. Even that's fun. It's, it's, it's fun and stupid. I read the comic of that yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Clef the Misfit says, I'm just imagining Tim and his gambling problem losing Brett in a game of poker against Ben Shapiro. What? Like, that would we, be... Like, like, to send you to Daily Wire. Uh, <laughs> at, at a certain point, I'd love to see out like an animated picture of that. It's like, first of all, I don't play poker. Like, so it's like a, a part of recovery is you don't gamble either. But like, you know, like it's just all of us sitting at a table. Everybody's got their cards. The Western music plays. I like the idea that like... He, he and Ben Shapiro bet a bunch of money, but then they're like, okay, yeah. we'll trade you. Bre- if I lose this hand, you get Brett Dasvick. But yeah. if I, I win, then I get Brett Oh, Cooper. nobody, nobody <laughs> wants, no, like, look, 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 look. That's like, it's like, a, it's like we could like steal some of their talent through gambling. It's like, oh, we'll take Brett Cooper. Yeah. I just always thought the like, idea that we're like trading talent, like a baseball yeah. team, like would be funny. Uh, Tyler Hogue says women with the T emoji. <laughs> um, someone in here... It wasn't a super chat, but it was like, wait, so your first name, Hannah's first name is actually Hannah Claire? I thought Claire was a middle name. Like, yes, that's why I'm so weird about it. <laughs> it is actually all in the first name box. Uh, Beanbag Actual says, Brett, weekend movie or show recommendation? John, you should do this too. Yes. Um, I mentioned yesterday a show and somebody laughed at it because they were from this area. Go check out Republic of Doyle on Peacock. It's a show about a private investigator in St. John's, Newfoundland, and it's... That's where my, all of my Canadian family is there from. There you go. Uh, stars Alan Hocko. It's really, really good. It's, it, he does a lot of, like, really fun physical comedy. It's got drama. It, I mean, not even a lot of drama. It's mostly comedy, and comedy's not really my bag most of the time. But it's got quirky characters. It's really, really fun. And if you're in for something more serious, go watch Banshee on HBO Max. Okay. Uh, if you like Anthony Starr on The Boys, he's even better on Banshee. Nice. Yes. John, do you have any recommendations for the uh, weekend? I'm watching The Chosen right now on Netflix, uh, which is like a dramatic uh, adaptation of just like Bible characters like from Jesus's time. And so it like, it actually like fleshes out like Simon Peter and oh, Mary Magdalene. Oh, Mary was talking cool. about that. Yeah. Is that the like the subscription service version of something? Like, it's called Chosen? It's called The Chosen, yeah. yeah. okay, Mary was talking about it. She hasn't watched it, but she, she was talking it, about it. It's pretty good. I mean, from, like, I, I'm pretty hardcore Catholic, too. Yeah. Um, and so there's there's a couple things where it's, like, they're a little off on things. But, uh, I mean, but you can tell their intentions right with it, and they're not denigrating it, which is kind of nice. Yeah. This oh. is just, like, a cool way to present it. Yeah. You know? I'll give one more suggestion. If you, if you can find it, and I don't know if there's a place that you can find it, there was a science fiction show called Continuum. From 2012, I loved starring, that show. That was a good starring show. Starring Rachel Nichols uh, and the guy who plays the cigarette smoking man from the X Files. It's extremely good. It deals with uh, the future and in, in court. It has something called the Corporate Congress, where government and big business become one individual entity. It quite uh, there's a, there's a lot about rebellion in there. And Rachel Nichols is just an amazing actress that doesn't get the credit. She has a lot of scenes where she there's a, a part in the pilot episode where she has to cry because she's been stuck in the future away from her family and the fact that they could get this actress to the place where she needed to be crying in this scene where you feel that she's trapped hopeless and she's got this connection to this young kid who run who's a the younger version of the the guy who plays the cigarette smoking man from the future the guy who created all this tech somehow the tech like backtracks and can she can still talk to him on this device even though he's from the future it's really really good and she brings a lot of heart and emotion and is proof that the strong female character does not have to be a male clone. The strong female character can emote, can be strong when she needs to be, can be emotional when she needs to be. 
honestly more than you believe a male character when they do that. It's an easier sell to watch a female character be strong and then also emotional than it is to watch a male character do that in a lot of instances. Interesting. So watch that show if you can find it. I don't know if it's on any streaming services anymore. Uh, T-Bone says, welcome back, HC. Thanks for having me back. It's been a minute. It has been a while. I know. I feel like January is like off to a crazy start, which is cool and also... Very busy. It's a month that will live in infamy ever since that fateful day of January the 6th, 2020. (laughs) Tell me about that day. I don't don't remember. What happened? I heard something happened that day. Some boomers took some selfies in the Capitol. I saw that. Uh, (laughs) What a fun description. Uh, Louis Aguilera says, Hi, ATB. Have you read East of Eden uh, by John Steinbeck? I'm partial Steinbeck because of a lot of his work takes place in my hometown of Salinas, California. I have. uh, I think Steinbeck's really interesting. Um, oh, Brett, I'm sorry. It just jumped again for me. I'm going to switch to the other monitor. Um, the Let's see. Cynic in Chief says, JDA, JDA Cartel is here. Nerdette hit hardest. What? We will leave the YouTuber on YouTuber drama off this channel. Thank you. Oh. I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving it off this channel, guys. There's so much drama. Um, okay. Let's see. Eddie Beck says. Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock, sorry. Different Eddie. I'm reading very small font between two monitors. Uh, Great having the leading Hispanic voice in fiction subbed. Thank you. Thanks, Eddie Brock. Uh, Clint Torres says, Hannah Claire, thank you for doing a great job filling in for Mary and always enjoy your reporting, but your mic is still too loud. Uh, Doesn't sound too loud to me. Doesn't sound too loud? I think it's probably because I'm leaning oh, in like this to read. So well, we're really like almost done with the show, so I'm not going to change it tonight. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I've just been gone. I really want you to hear my voice. Um, let's see. KP2X says, great show, guys. Can we have John come back again? Well, yes. The more you suggest that, the more likely that happens. And like, he doesn't like cool. flying. Like, so, like, we flying can, does scare me. Yeah. Will so. you walk yeah. here, maybe? You could drive? You could road trip? Well, like, 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 like if you leave, like, we'll, we'll give you like a month notice, and if you just leave... A week before. Well, I got a text from Hannah Clara saying, hey, Fast and the Furious 10 is coming out. I want to go opening night. Do you want to come? Yeah. And so that happened. I guess if I, I have to. finish this by the time <laughs> we should come back out, like, I'll personally live stream myself going to that. I do feel like if I haven't made it by that time, like, I should just go in theaters. It is if you also, guys want to go with me, I'm not going to force myself to It do is a thing. weird dichotomy, like a weird thing where it's like, you have to see the new one if you haven't caught up. So it's like, you'll have to see the new one, which might not make sense because it's punishment for yeah, not finishing work. it. That actually makes no sense. Yeah. I have to like, really quickly finish all of them so yeah. we can go on time. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. Does uh, Kiko Man says, does Pop Culture Crisis talk about the Iron Age? Uh, we can talk about it uh, when John comes back. Cool. Like, yeah, uh, that's kind of the movement that we're developing. Uh, it was coined by Razorfist, a big YouTuber also, and yeah, is, is being worked on by uh, Shad Diversity also. And, uh, of course, A Drink with Crazy uh, and others. And uh, basically, we're just trying to build a new independent culture with, like, awesome, awesome new artistic projects just by people who actually are passionate about things uh, rather than the distilled corporate crap. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, Kay Brady says, hail war campaign. I don't know what that was in reference to. Was campaign. Yeah. It says war. Is that typo? Mistype. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Kiko Man says, sometimes I feel like it's me. I'm messing it up. It's an inside joke with my people. Kiko, oh, sorry. Kiko Man, Kiko Man is absolutely I went the to MVP middle school. I get what this is okay. like. Kiko Man is absolutely the MVP of this episode. Yeah, uh, of seriously. This uh, Kiko hurt. Man says, Star Shatter series by Black Knight, fantastic space opera novel by an indie woo. Soy must flow. Okay. Yeah. 
They um, love the well. Yeah, every time you buy an indie comic, a, a mainstream pro cries. So. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Chief or Cynic in Chief says, "All hail the Quaff." Blunder Island was hilarious. Uh, yeah, the Quaff's one of my artists, and Blunder Island was one of our books. Yeah, so hi Quaff. They liked it. Uh, K Brady says, so far, JDA has nodded and said, yeah, to everything without gun to any hunting. Well, we, we, yeah. Totally not true. When we make, when, when, when we're, we're seeing such great stuff, I mean, what else is there to say? But yeah. Whatever Hannah Claire wants. That's oh it. Also, yeah. also, I have the tendency to never shut up. And that's a, that's a problem for me, which is funny because it's like uh, outside of the show, I tend to be more reserved. But once the show starts sewing, it's like, I just, I, I can't shut it up. It is one of the cool things about knowing Brett was like when he was like going to start this show, like it, he loves talking about movies he's really engaged like this is a very authentic Brett but like when you first meet him he's much more likely to be like mm-hmm, yes nice to-. I can't tell you how many times he like politely nodded to me oh yes. interesting and eventually a- we became friends and like yes I'm a polite he- nodder <laughs> uh, marsupial gamer says very important question for the panel who is the best teen titan nightwing for me which one's nightwing uh, Robin originally yeah, but right. um, and then he became nightwing yeah. why did um, he shift because there's the Bat family oh, and lot, all the... There's, the, there's, there's a lot so of more. Much, okay, there's so much. Okay. <laughs> I, really, I only remember watching Teen Titan on Cartoon Network like back in the day. That would take decades. I don't know if I'm explain. like enough up onto this to comment. Uh, Star, Starfire is obviously the best Teen Titan. Is she the one with the red hair? Yes. Yeah, she was yeah. cool. I liked... Is she Raven with the hood? Raven with the hood, yeah. Yeah, she's cool. I actually... I guess I liked all of them. As a kid, I really liked the one that like, shifted into animals deep. a lot. Who's like sort of a monkey. Beast Boy. Beast Boy. Yeah. 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 Nightwing's also fake deep. Yeah, yeah, like what? Like he's like he went to hot topic like a lot. Yeah, he's like, one of those. He's a, he's a, he's a fake deep guy. Um, Devoured Eagle says everything is fake. Everything is a psyop. Everything is <laughs> propaganda, and you have to point it all out to everyone all the time. Sort of yeah, pretty. that's that's basically it. Like I like I I don't know if he's being sarcastic, but look, maybe it's just me. But a lot of times, like like when we talk about certain things, me and Dane, I I am convinced that the young gravy. The musician, it's a psyop. It can't be real. It's nobody actually wants this. It's hilarious. Like you watch the music video. The music video is made bad on purpose. So I understand that there's like an aesthetic to that, but he looks like he looks like a combination of two of my friends, both of like and he's just really tall, and there's just nothing that screams celebrity about him. Mm. So it's like Do you the, think he's one of those AI generated? He could be. He could be. Like it's like the same thing happened when we were talking about um Who's the the ones the not um who's saying pumped up kicks? Foster the kids. That was like that Foster fuck psyop. Psyop. <laughs> anything like I that. I can't believe pumped up kicks made it onto the radio. Well, uh, that's a whole other <laughs> like uh like um like a lot of these musicians that just come out of no- the score psyop like they just come out of nowhere and start becoming famous for no reason despite the fact that they don't have a whole bunch of talent. Like, like the I, problem is everything is a psyop. Yes. Yeah. And I'm I'm being like hyperbolic right now, obviously. We're but a psyop. But Chad. in a certain at a certain point, like a lot of it is like, look, this is created by a corporation, so in a way, it is a psyop. <laughs> it is. Um, Tacti Platty says Vox Machina comedy is gold. People love it. Like, hey, maybe I'll, look. Uh, there is something to be said that when you're watching something, your mood matters. So, like, when I watched Vox Machina, I was like, we were reviewing it, so I was watching it like in the mornings before the show. Now I, I wait to watch things. I watch it the night before, no matter what, no matter what time it comes out, because my mood is just different at night. So uh, it's going to be one of those things. Maybe if I go back and I try to rewatch it now, maybe I'll have a completely different take on it. 
Clef uh, the Misfit says, if y'all need an, an, an anime expert co-host, I will move to West Virginia tomorrow. <laughs> uh, I would say, remember that you can get together with your anime friends and start your own podcast. Start like, your That's start the your cool thing channel. about making your own stuff in culture. Yep. Unless you guys have another suggestion. Maybe Brett was like, send me your yep. resume. You, uh, you can come on my show and talk about anime. It's fine. <laughs> What's so. the name of your show? John Delarose. Oh, yeah. that's the whole, not even John Delarose show? No, I just put everything, my name, that way it's easy to find. Uh, Tim yeah. does that too, I think. <laughs> uh, the, then X says, the difference between Asuka and Ahsoka, Ahsoka is huge. True. Yes. What, what is the difference? Well, Asuka is much more feminine for one, uh, like as, as far as like an archetype goes. But yeah, that's where uh, it starts. You'll have to get into uh, Evangelion to learn more. Oh, okay. Yes. I will do that immediately. Right <laughs> after I finish Fast and the Furious, I'm on it. Uh, Tacti Plotty says, ever watch uh, Ruff Lexon? If um, not, would recommend. Is that how you say that? Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry, I don't know. X says, ha, huh, place your breaths. Ah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Hey, man, like if I if I ever start a company, that's going to be the tagline. Like if I if I ever have my own show someday, that's just me. That's going to be the. It's like start your engines, but place your <laughs> place your breaths. I like it. Uh, Dumbledore says people will alter your name without your permission. John becomes Johnny. Stephanie becomes Steph. Get over it, Hannah Banana. That is all. <laughs> wow. I mean, like that's true, that's but also than like than just getting it wrong. Like. It's also like calling me the wrong name. It'd be like calling me Amy. Like I get to correct you, and I think I don't do. I don't know why this is such a like sticking point for everyone. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I have to like defend correcting people on my own name. But <laughs> this is the world we Doesn't live in. Doesn't seem fair. Uh, I also think it's cultural. Like yeah. some cultures have double names and some cultures don't. All right, one more. Uh, okay, the last one, if I can ever find it, is let's see. From the quaff. The quaff says. Great show. Gotta have John Delarose con polos on again. What is the last part? Compo so like uh, arroz, arroz con pollo is a, is a Mexican dish. Are you going to yeah. cook for us? Is this our food show? I'm, I'm a good cook. I mean, okay, I let's do it. Yeah. Uh, Kay Brady says, hey, Tim, what do you think about John's comics? Uh, the ghost of me, Tim does not answer. Somebody, uh, <laughs> somebody actually said, um, like in there, they said, why is, Tim, why is uh, Tim's name Brett on the screen? Apparently, I'm, I'm, am I acting like Tim today? That's funny. Uh, somebody today? shouted me out on uh, IRL. Yeah, the other no, day. like yeah. I, I hit you up and I sent you a message. I was like, "Look, somebody like that was a, that was cool." I got like, I was, like fifty messages that night. Somebody hit you up. I'm like, "Oh, yeah. that's cool." That was very cool. And then yeah. like, and then after that, I mentioned you on the show, and there was messages being like, "Yeah, I like it," because when I mentioned that we were going to have you on, people were like, "Yeah, that's going to be freaking awesome." So, Thanks. also, uh, oh, there's one more there. There's two more. You're getting two more and more. Yeah. Awesome show. Hail JDA. Hail Comicsgate. And then that was from uh, Dark Gift Comics Presents. Thanks. Oh no, they're starting. They're definitely. They're <laughs> starting a. They're starting a Don't hostage drag party. Drag us out yes. when we get through this. They're starting uh, a hostage thanks, party right now. No. Caper Two X says, "Did Nightwing? Uh, did Nightwing was sort of a male SLU <laughs> uh, sleeping around? I remember Starfire, Barbara Gordon, and Diana. Yeah, start. he mm. did. And one of the one of the early like SJW comic uh, controversies was. Uh, this lady, Devin Grayson, uh, who actually is from my area, too. I know her. Uh, she had him get arred by a woman, like a uh, female villain. Uh, and then that's, everybody lost their minds on that one. Yeah. That's, uh, that's harsh. That's pretty dark. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, we are like very close to an eighth crisis party, guys. But uh, no, <laughs> no, like, no, like, no, no, dude. We had we had like we had um, Zernu on last week, and we had a three hour show because they just held us hostage. As forever. you keep talking, giving them time to do this, we, like they held us hostage forever. Brett loves it. Like, Brett loves it. Yeah, I really just, I want to do this forever. I don't even want to take like I just want to sleep up here. I don't want to. I don't even take. You time do up. hang out up here. You yeah. at least you used to. Yeah. Um, Potty says raw Zephone was an anime. Uh, early 2000s guests not watched it uh, some say similar to Neon Genesis I would definitely recommend X says Hannah Claire just tell people it's like uh, Tammy Lynn <laughs> I guess um, the, yeah, is that uh, is Tammy Lynn uh, was no, oh, I'm thinking of Tammy Stitch, the pro wrestling lady who, who uh, did she die or she like she like killed someone in a car I accident? I swear, double names are not that yeah. weird. It'd be like if I told you my name was Annabelle and you kept calling me Anna. Like, <laughs> but people, when people see Annabelle, they think of it as being like one it word. It is one word. Then oh, like, oh. you should think of my name as one word. Fair enough. Um, I don't, I'm sorry that I'm taking up your whole show explaining my name. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, it's basically, it has been. I'm busy. supposed to be the guest here. What yeah, the heck? Yeah, you have a double last name and no one questions it. Like, why is it when it's a double first name, it's a problem? But you over there, you're like, yeah, it's fine. By the way, it's, it's kind of a trip to me as somebody who followed Comicsgate very, very closely. Obviously, I'm not part of any movement because it's just I, I wasn't co- deeply connected enough to the to the to the industry to like take a side one way or the other. I wasn't collecting at the time. If anything, it would make me weird to be like super like, yeah, this and then but I'm not actually spending any money on the industry. But like following it's like a weird type of um uh, what would the term be? Like, uh, distant connection? Like, because... It, there it is! There you go. Okay. Like, a You're distant... You're filibustering for this di- He's waiting party. for it. Yeah, like, I a, know. No, a, a distant <laughs> connection to the, to, the, to the industry because I followed Ethan Van Skyver and I followed Zach and I followed a lot of those YouTubers and the ones who weren't necessarily Yellow Flash and all those people who weren't necessarily part of it. But My buddy were, Flash. But were, but were reviewing stuff at the time. Like, it's weird to be part of, like, something now where people are talking about it in stream. Because it was just part of my, uh, like, a lot of years where I was just a spectator. So, yes. Very cool. Uh, Tree Goblin says, hi, Comic Skate. Yes. Hail, Comic Skate. How are you doing? Uh, let's see. Kikoman. Oh, my gosh. Something jumped. Kikoman says, will JDA and Hannah Claire go out tonight? <laughs> are we going to the clubs? Ooh. Uh, no, that sounds like the are, nightmare. Are there clubs? That sounds like my personal. Are there clubs out here? I yeah. don't think that's a thing. Nope. Everything's closed by 9 <laughs> o'clock, just like I like it. Well, I'm trapped in a hotel and don't have dinner plans. Yes. So. Oh. Right. Uh, well, we should go to Waffle House. That's what we, we should, should go to Waffle House. Sorry. I'm Waffle House? <laughs> Let, let's, do, let's be a little classier no, than that. We don't want, I don't want to be I'm from California. Okay. So what? You want to go to In-N-Out? Okay. Actually, honestly, that sounds really good right now. In and out sounds great. So. Um, uh, Marsupial Gamer says, "By the way, you all failed. Rude. Um, the best ga- Teen Titan is Raven. I literally brought her up. Yes. Hail. We'll never get through these comments if I keep interjecting. Uh, hail the cult of Raven. But anyways, thanks for the show. JD is awesome. Hail Comics Gate. Thank thanks. you. Uh, thanks for bringing your own hype crew. That's like been the most useful. <laughs> Dumbledore says, "I'd shorten it to hand, but I like Han Solo." Uh, <laughs> Ah. Um, I have friends who are you know how there's like a thousand ways to spell Megan as a name like and Ashley yeah but my with Megan I have a friend who on Instagram 
uses a Han Solo reference to explain the uh, H-A-N in her, her name. She's, um, got the, she's got the H? Yeah, she has a name. See, I like the M-E-A-G-A-N because it's like Megan, but it's like they just lie and another, say it's pronounced Megan. I have another friend who is that spelling of Megan and her husband only calls her Megan. Because there's an extremely attractive actress named Megan Good who spells it that way. And that's how you remember. That's how I remember. Uh, Caper 2X says, stop whining. Brett, uh, is money in the pot for HCB? Yeah, we got to start my research institute. That, it's not going to fund itself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Is Clef the Misfits next one? No. No, Chris. Chris uh, Noski says HCB is like those uppity PhDs who insist on the doctor title. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sorry, my uh, It's Dr. Brimlow. <laughs> Sorry. It's not, like it's not Mrs. Brimlow. I'm it's sorry. Dr. Brimlow. I feel like oh, if anyone else is like, um, I'm sorry, but it's Brett, they'd be like, yeah, of course. That makes sense. <laughs> so uppity for wanting people well, to. Well, actually, to be fair, I do make fun of people who spell Brett with one T, so. I don't. But yeah, I, Brett but with one I'm T is kind of weird. Brett with one T is just Brent with the net without yeah. the extra step. And Brent is just Brett, but you sneezed when you were naming them. Uh, Harsh. Uh, yes. Clash the Misfit says, maybe Tim will stop calling you a money-losing enterprise if we hold you hostage with Super Chat. <laughs> Look, we are growing every single day. The channel is growing every single day. By the way, like, share, comment, subscribe to this channel. Like, we're about to hit 50K. Yeah. We're getting there closer and closer every day. Look, it takes time. Like, Also, like, when, you guys could make yeah. more money if suddenly you took on a bunch of sponsors and did ad every, ads but every five seconds. There's I mean, a, yeah, like... I a, got hit up for a sponsor the other day for, like, testosterone supplements. And you were like, no, thank you. I yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like, look, we're, we're getting closer every day. Like that's from what I've heard, like the big, like the biggest way to become profitable is when you get to ad reads and stuff like that. But for us right now, guys, look, it takes time. Like these things don't grow. It's not like Tim doesn't like Tim shouts out the channel sometimes on IRL, but in general, we've tried to grow this channel as organically as possible. We well, are now releasing, there are segments coming out on the weekends. Well, and we're as a reward, guests like, on Fridays, your audience really loves what yes. you do. And yeah. I think that's cooler than if you just had like a bunch of people who subscribe, but never watch. Yeah, right. and, and like we have like an actually like a really kind chat, like our our chat, like like I, I, I sometimes peek into the IRL episodes, like and I look in the chat and like I am so glad our chat. Is I'm not surprised like that my now. people have been pretty tame, to be yeah. honest. Well, well, <laughs> and I appreciate you guys being tame for us. Like 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 I said, I don't like the the overt drama. I don't like making everything over the top. It's just we're here to talk and have fun, guys. Uh, Tacti Platty says yes, strip clubs and bowling alleys, hostages party yeah we're in a we're in a hostage party i don't understand the strip clubs and bowling alley thing well uh, i guess that's your clubs here oh okay in bowling alleys maybe i was like too sheltered i I got here last night and i get i'm getting driven out to this like podunk town in the middle of nowhere and it's like and and it's foggy it's rainy i check into a hotel there's nobody there (laughs) nobody at the desk it's kind of like there's like flickering lights and i'm just like i'm in a stephen king novel i'm gonna get killed like a dude opens the door (laughs) a dude opens a door and a beat drop happens and it's like a jump scare. Yeah. 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 Um, Taxi says, HD, thank you for watching some movies. That is all. Yes. No thank problem. You, Trying to hold up my end of this bargain. And one more. And of course, I think that's a good one to end on. Kiko Man says, show me, show you Kiko Man, Kiko Man's fight song. Is there a fight song that you can Yeah, sing? there's a YouTube uh, video of a Kiko Man fight song. And I think it's a commercial from the 80s in amazing. Japan. It's amazing. It's uh, amazing. Can I sing it? Go for uh, it. I'll try. Okay. Show me. Show you. Kiko man. Kiko man. 
There we go. There we go. Marketing truly peaked in the 80s. <laughs> I'm just going to say. Dude, I love, I love channels with just like, uh, have you ever seen the channel on the Instagram guy who just, it's like me, it's a guy watching TV and he just hits the button and then it's just old absurd commercials and there's this one for like Lunchables and it's just a rap song. And it's just Amazing. the most vulgar rap song you've ever heard, but it's for Lunchables. This thing you put your elementary kids back. Yeah, well, yeah it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. All right, guys, before we go, thank you again so much for joining us today. Like this video, leave comments on this video, subscribe to the channel. We are almost at 50K. The show is growing every day, and I'm so thankful for you guys, for everyone here. It means the world to me. Thank you so much. John. Let everyone know where they can find you, my friend. All right. I am John Della Rose, J-O-N, not not with an H in it. Don't make a mistake. Such a PhD. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, on YouTube, uh, I try to make uh, five-minute topical videos about pop culture stuff every day, so I'm very related to this kind of content. Um, and then I'm on Amazon. I've got 18 novels and a bunch of different comic series. I'm very prolific. I work my tail off. Uh, so check those out on Amazon uh, for now. Flying Sparks will be on Kickstarter on Tuesday. And uh, read Bounding Into Comics. That's where I write my articles also. Yes. Perfect. So. Hannah Claire, where can they find you? Hi. You can find me on TimCast.com. Click on the Read tab to read work from me, Cassandra McDonald, a bunch of our journalists. You can find me personally on Instagram at HannahClaire.B. You can find me on Twitter at HCBrimelo. And you should follow TimCast News. It's uh, an awesome way to get your news every day from... I'm biased, but the best journalists there are. Yes. So, thanks uh, so much. Brett, thanks for having me, by the way. It's nice to be back. I'm sorry I've been absent. Well, yeah, well, you've got important work to do. You've been doing important work lately. Ugh, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, somebody says, did Brett just say channel on Instagram? Did I say that? Did I say that? Did I say something untoward? Or, like, did I make something? You did nothing wrong. You are perfect, Brett. I don't ever make gaffes at all. Guys. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter now, at Brett Dasovic. I'm suffering with the rest of you on Twitter, and I'm having a lot of fun doing it. For the show, we are here Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. If you would like to listen to the show rather than watch, I don't know why you wouldn't want to watch all of this glorious nonsense as it's happening, but if you want to listen, you can. Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify. For the show social media, we are on Twitter, at PopCulture underscore show. That's where I then link all of my stuff from my new Twitter account it's it's great fun facebook and tiktok at pop culture crisis and on instagram at pop culture crisis pod me and mary will be back with another episode on monday we'll see you then guys later bye